Hey, welcome back to Point Blank. This is John Carcosa. This is Mike Zapsack. Ming Chen. Coming to us from the Windy City. Todd Sullivan. And from the West Coast, and still trying to get the role of Maverick in Top Gun 2, we have... Mo Youssef. What's up there, buddy? Listen, Mo, you got a great shirt tonight. Todd, you got a great hat. We got to get these guys kitted up here in the studio as well. Listen, before we begin, uh, I, I, I just got to get to this. Mo, I don't know how you do it. Um, time in and time out. Uh, last week, we were, we were over in the other studio. We were in 319. We're in 316 today. And, uh, and you made a prediction that with the impending Major League Baseball trade deadline, uh, and again, I didn't see this coming, but there's so many connections here. I, I guess I could kind of work out how you figured it out. You said that two former Point Blank guests, okay, Trevor Bauer of the Indian and Yasiel Puig of the, of the, of the Reds, both Ohio teams were going to be traded for each other. And these are two of the absolute right. batshit craziest guys in baseball, and they were just traded for each other. I did not think that was going to happen. How did you see this coming? Is it from your time in Cleveland? Like, how did you know? Well, I've, I still have a, a base of uh, a strong base of uh, friends in Cleveland <laughs> who uh, who heard this uh, firsthand. Okay. Uh, some of them are actually in the Indians organization, and so they uh, they tipped me off. And uh, hey, listen, Cleveland is just three games back. You know, they're making a run for it, and uh, Minnesota better watch out. Yes, I think Minnesota has seen something like an 11 yeah. game so, lead evaporate in the last two weeks. Yeah. And so, what you need uh, as you're as you're chewy. going into the playoffs is just a little bit of crazy. So, <laughs> that's exactly what uh, that's exactly what they ordered up. Well, you know, Yasiel Puig, you know, he came up with the Dodgers. His whole story of coming to the majors was insane to begin with. He was he was part of the Cuban national team. He was posting bonkers numbers. He tried to defect from Cuba 11 times. But they had 24-hour police and army surveillance on him. They kept catching what? him. One time, they sank the boat he was about to defect on. They sank it in front of him. Like, he made it to the dock. Usually, they would arrest him, bring him back to the house. He got to the dock. They sank the boat in front of him. Eventually, he was able to defect, get to Mexico by hiring Cuba's most notorious drug cartel to get him there. And they did get him out of Cuba. But then what happened? They held him hostage in Mexico right. till one or another, and eventually it was settled on one. One of these uh, American baseball agencies paid a ransom to get him, and in return now they own him, and et cetera. And, and, and it wouldn't I, be point blank if that's happened. Yeah. And and I'm sure number one. They 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 uh they still got they still got quite a bit of his uh, first uh, contract. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. So listen, this guy's been crazy from the jump. Uh, his nickname from mm -hmm. the legendary Vince Scully was the Crazy Horse. Uh, you know, he, he, he's, he's crazy. He yells at fans. You know, in 2017, when he was playing for the Dodgers, he got in major trouble out there in Cleveland, where he's going to be on right. Cleveland now, by, by exactly. you know, giving the middle finger to the fans. And he got suspended for that. But anyway, he's already been ejected four times this season. It's only been half a season. <laughs> it's half a season. So you say, okay, he's crazy. But now they're trading him for Trevor Bauer. This guy is a nut. Right. He missed a start in the playoffs last year because he cut his finger playing with, with his drone. He's a big drone uh, uh, aficionado, if there is such a thing. Uh, he's a noted conspiracy theorist. He's all in on, on climate change denial, Obama uh, birtherism, 9-11 trutherism. He got suspended But once. one hell of a player. You know, he's the only pitcher in Major League history to have on his repertoire 19 different pitches. Most guys have two or three pitches, maybe four or five if you're a starter. Right. Some closers only have one pitch. Yeah. The, the great Mariano Rivera, right. one cutter. pitch, the cutter. cutter. 
Trevor Bauer has 19 yeah. pitches, and he says he's always trying to invent new ones. Uh, and one of them, <laughs> fittingly, is the screwball. But in any event, you saw that coming. <laughs> Todd, uh, it's not part of Mo's prediction, but before we get into our breaking news, it seems like you want to talk a little bit about what the Mets did at the trade deadline. Go ahead. Uh what they did, what they didn't do, what what their plan is. Uh, do they have yeah, a plan? Yeah, for, enlighten us. Enlighten yeah. us. Did Mo just teleport out of there? But he wait, did. I didn't even see all him right. leave. And he's back. Okay, go ahead, Todd. Oh, and he's back. No, I got I got nothing. I, I am have, back. I have no clue what any of my organization, my favorite organizations, are doing. I'm I'm I've talked about it. I'm fan, you know, an enormous fan of the Giants, the Knicks, and the Mets. And all, you, <laughs> you know, take your pick of what they any of them are trying to do right now. In terms of their in terms of their trade strategy, the Mets. Everyone thought they were going to uh, get rid of Syndergaard uh, and, and and a couple of others. Wheeler, they maybe. Sign, yeah. uh, what's his name? Marcus so, Stroman. Marcus Stroman. Yep. Uh, yeah. Definitely one of the top top move, gets out away there. The Yankees. So and they uh, they got a cat. They got a minor league catcher from Philly also. That's going to move the dial. That's now, gonna, now. <laughs> so it's drinking. Get out. <laughs> so, 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 you know, I love you guys, man. Clearly, clearly, oh clearly you know, to your point, Todd, the Mets perennial uh, uh, also runs. And, and so you think they're going to be sellers. They've got some major chips they can reload with, Cindergaard, Wheeler. And, uh, and then they shock everybody by going out and getting Marcus Stroman. Like, oh, my gosh, maybe they're, they're going to make a run for it. Let's see what else they're going to get. Then they don't get anything. I mean, I'm sorry, they got a minor league catcher. Yeah, but they, so so like <laughs> they're not going for it. Like, what are they doing? Let's See, go. The thing Mexico. is, of course, right as you're leading up to the trade deadline, they have an epic four game win streak going on right now. It's <laughs> a right. hint that maybe there's something positive with the organization. And now that the trade deadline has passed, that will. Uh, abruptly end probably tonight at the Chicago website. White Sox. Well, you know, and again, we might as well morph uh, most prediction here right into breaking news only because we'll just finish this trade deadline out. Everybody said the Yankees are going to go out and get a frontline starter, and the Red Sox are going to go out and shore up their bullpen, and they're going to be in this fight, and neither one of them did anything. Nope. And instead, nope. one of the best pitchers in the game, and currently the star, of, uh, of of Team Coco in the Essential Guy Talk Baseball uh, Fantasy League is Zach Greinke. And and yep. nobody even mentions this guy. And what happened? Houston goes out and get him. Yeah, went to the Houston. So they've got Houston Justin Verlander so and Greinke. Right Garrett Cole, Zach Greinke, yeah. good luck beating. This, it's over. You can't beat them in a playoff series. Yeah. You're going to get three top aces every day after you another. You can't win if you can't hit the ball. Do you realize that Houston got three pitchers during this, uh, during this trade deadline? Three. Yeah, well, that's they're they're so stacked and and you know I mean they're they're only one win uh, above where the Yankees are right now but they're they're going to take it. Listen, they've been they've been back and forth all year for the best record in the league, but Houston made the moves they needed to make, and I don't know what Brian Cashman did. But listen, let's move on. I want to talk about some more breaking news. Okay, uh, I'm no 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 secret to a long time point blank uh, viewers. I'm going to go back to our TV version. As Mo, you'll remember this. Todd, you may not, but we had Derek Robertson. Okay, artist on uh, uh-huh. uh, comic artist legendary. At the time, he had just finished Transmet, Transmetropolitan with Warren Ellis, but he also has another collaborator, and that's Garth Ennis. And uh, and and so um, I'm a big fan of Garth Ennis, and his series The Boys was adapted for Amazon Prime. It dropped this past week. I binge watched the entire thing. It wasn't that hard. It was only eight episodes. I wish it had been eighteen or twenty eight, but it was it was amazing. And uh, I want to. Go over here to my left, Mike. I believe you also binge watched. I did. What are your reacts on this? Um, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it 
have the spirit of the comic without actually aping the comic. Right. We, um, many longtime comic fans were all jazzed for Preacher coming on AMC. Right. And they were kicked in the nuts. Yeah. Pardon my French, but they, they were sadly disappointed mm-hmm. because Preacher didn't live up to its yep. potential. Which, they, which was very hard to do. I mean... It, but... Here's my thing. You've got, um, let's say, a million people who read the comic book fondly and they loved it. Mm -hmm. And there are a million, let's say, let's stretch that out. Five million. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you've got the reach of AMC, a major network. Yep, yep. You've the the home of The Walking Dead, home of comic book men, for God's sake. AMC's comic book men. Formerly known as. um, You could have done panel for panel. The TV show, and still you would have made Absolutely. those five million uh, comic book fans happy, and, and everyone else because of the genius of it. Incredibly, yep. you would have reached another ten million, yep. and you could have pulled all those people in if you just stuck to the story. Right. Instead of just buying the name Preacher, and having these um, shades of their comic book uh, counterparts yep. wandering around on screen. Right. Personally speaking. I was not happy. Preacher has been underwhelming. For me, there have been some high points. There's been some particular episodes I've thought have been very good. But on the whole, the series has been underwhelming. But interesting you said it about the direct adaptation because, mm-hmm. to your point, The Boys is not. It Abs- looks like, to me, there's like maybe three or four different storylines from the comic that they mashed together into the first season yes. with a couple of new things sprinkled in. Yes. I mean, there's a big... If you can say this about superhumans, there's a humanization of the seven. You know, yes. they're not just this abstract. You know, I don't want to spoil too much, but this ab- abstract superpowered uh, force. So, no. so actually, do me a favor for, for our audience and for our, the rest of our panel here. Yeah. I don't know if Ming had a chance to see the series yet or not. I've not seen. You better it yet. get on that, my man. Yes, I'm uh, way spoiler behind. free. You but, want me to give uh, spoiler for, yeah, give for the most talk, part? Talk about what the premise the is. Part. What's going okay. on? Here? Yeah. Here's the deal. Uh, premise is that there's hey Chris a conglomerate of. It's it's actually called uh, they they call it Vot Vot uh, uh, yeah Vot corporate yep but it's actually Vote mm-hmm. it was like Vote American and you know it was V O U G H T yep. Vote uh, but they called it Vot in the TV show which I thought was kind of you know a little wink and a nod mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is they essentially own the rights to all the superheroes all the supers what they call them. Now the supers, the the big, there there's the big enchilada. Like their Justice League, their Avengers are the seven, and you've got um, amalgams. Yep, yep, yep. Or actually, I should call them uh, pastiches. Mm-hmm, yes, there are pastiches of Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Aquaman. There's an invisible woman guy. There's an invisible guy. <laughs> I, I I think he's their take maybe on Martian Manhunter. They just took one of Possibly, his powers, yeah, invisibility. Took, yeah, and he, his uh, invulnerability. Oh, correct, yeah. Uh, and you've also got the Black... Fla- you got the Flash? Yes, you have uh, A-Train. A-Train. The Flash, and you also have uh, a gentleman who we don't see. We only hear about. His name is the Lamplighter, and he's a take on the Green, Green Lantern. Green Lantern. So and, the, the big seven, if you will, yeah. And and we've also got a um, a gentleman called Black Noir mm. who is Batman, right? So he can and, play the piano, yes, and damn well. <laughs> That's right. And he, um, they bring on a new uh, a, a new member. Her name is Starlight. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, she's uh, a young go-getter. She's she's very innocent. Green. She's very green, very naive, and Raw. she's all she wants to do is good. And um, these guys are all uh, they're so jaded. <laughs> And they're they're and, corporate, and, and that's probably the best adjective you can use. Meaning the most that's the best, the nicest thing you can say. That about is them, the they're jaded. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to be. Well, yeah, nice stay spoiler free for now. So they are jaded. So um, she comes in, and the first thing that she does is uh, she gets to meet the Deep, who is their Aquaman uh, analog. Yeah. Analog, and he drops Trow and says, "You want to be on the Seven? Pleasure oh. me." And uh, to, again, not to get too raw, and she's like, "What?" And he's like, "You heard me." I mean, and it doesn't only open her eyes; it opens the audience's eyes to which show this is kind of exactly. Gonna be. Yeah, this right. isn't so. the Justice League. This is not your dad's Justice League, no. Right. Well, and and there's no here. Here's the thing: um, in this world where you've got this seven and this vote vote corporation behind them, and they're talking about, all right, we'll lease you this superhero to Baltimore for two weeks to help clean up the rat infestation or whatever, you know? And they're talking to some other mayor from some other city about, okay, we're going to give you a second-tier hero. You don't rate one of our heroes that's in the seven, but we'll rent you this guy for three months, you know? And uh, in that world, but then you've got this group of, of, I don't know, are they ex-CIA or something, these ground-level yes. guys, and these are the titular boys of the series, the boys, and like, and what's their whole deal? And we have this, uh, it opens up, this gentleman works, he's, he's a dorky, he's, he's Chuck. He's Chuck from, Ch the, Chuck from the TV the series. The TV series, Chuck. Yeah, he works at, a, at worked, a tech store. Exactly, he works at uh, their version of a Radio Shack. So he's there. <laughs> not even Best Buy. Not, no, it's a Radio Shack. So uh, he, he meets his girlfriend for lunch, and they're hand in hand, and he's holding on to both of her hands. And I swear to God, this, this took me out of the story. This, the guy who's playing, his name is Huey, um, is Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son. son. Jack Quaid. Yes. He's the actor, yeah. And I'm looking, and I'm like, holy shit, that looks like if you like took Silly Putty... It Pushed it down <laughs> and pushed, the other, pushed one down on a picture of Dennis Quaid, one down on Meg Ryan, and just slapped them together and rolled them up. That's who, that's who, what, what late night show host uh, used to do that. Used to do that bit. Uh, one of the hosts, I don't know if it was, was Conan it or, or Letterman. Fun. Was it Letterman? It was Letterman. Yeah, yeah. where yeah. you know these if, were, if these two, if these made two had, it and it, had a baby. Yeah, Jack Quaid literally is that yeah. that bit come to life. It's like holy crap, and it took me out of there because I'm like, oh my god, he sort of looks like a hobbit. <laughs> And but uh, I digress. So he's holding onto his girlfriend's hands. He's like, "I love you." And all you see in slow motion is him getting splattered with blood. And he's like, Brrr. and uh, he looks, and there's his there's a train, like sliding to us a halt. And he's like, "I gotta go. I'm sorry." And he like bolts, and he he's holding onto his girlfriend's arms. She was essentially liquefied, liquefied. by, a, by a, a speedster superhero uh, not looking where he was going. No, he wasn't looking where he was going. So he, he kills her. Boom. And doesn't, doesn't really even apologize, just bolts off. Now, um, and, and we just say this is like kind of, this is the igniting incident of the whole series. Yes. This is what kicks off the narrative of the series. Right. So uh, Vought comes, or Vought comes, and they say, we're going to... 
we want you to sign this NDA and we're going to give you 45 grand because you guys weren't married. And really, how much was she going to make in her lifetime? And 45 is, you know, pretty good. And he's Very like, generous. What the? F-? And, and, he, and, and by the way, in a, in a small part, but I think he does a, a pretty nice job with married. it. Simon Pegg does play Huey's father. Simon Pegg was the. Doing an American uh, accent. I thought it was pretty yes. good. He was the model for We Huey in the comics. So it's. So it's um, uh, you know, sort of a, a tribute that if you read the comics, you, yeah. you get why it's, he's it's there. a wink and a nod. Exactly, again. it's a great callback. Yeah. So then Carl Urban go. comes along. He's like, "Hey, Huey, you know, aren't you pissed off that they killed your girlfriend?" And he, he like rubs his nose in it, and he gets Huey riled up because his father says to him, "Take the money, we could use it." You know, uh, we're not fighters. And Carl Urban comes and he's like, "What the hell? You, you're gonna dis- You're gonna piss in your girlfriend's face?" You know, for $45,000, wow, you're a wanker. And he, he's, he pushes him to where he's like, yeah, you're right. I'm pissed off at these people. Yep. Now, uh, Carl Urban, all right, and, and for those who don't know, okay, obviously uh, you may have seen him first as Aermer in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, then went on to do an unbelievable job acting just with his bottom lip in the role of Dread in the movie Dread. Never <laughs> took the helmet off. Unre- if you haven't seen the movie, go see it right now. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't, then stop watching. Stop and, watching this right yes. now because uh, you don't deserve to. And then most recently, and, and this is where I think it came to my wife's attention, uh, as uh, Dr. McCoy, Bones. Dr. Bones. In, uh, in the Star Trek. And, uh, and a perfect Bones. Don't forget, don't forget Ragnarok. And he was the executioner uh, played, in Ragnarok. Uh, yes. yes, exactly. Um, uh, and he, you know, I guess he sacrificed himself uh, so that the the rest of the Asgardians could make it onto that ship. True. Uh, you know, turning against Hela, who he had been aligned with. During May the I just editorialize a little Please. bit? Please. Because Sylvester Stallone, Judge Dredd in the comic books, never takes off the helmet. <laughs> never takes off the helmet. Seven seconds into Dredd, Judge Dredd, right. Sylvester Stallone takes take off the helmet. I'm the law. Well, son of a bitch. Well, Leave the helmet on. Only since you're mentioning that, let me ask, did Carl Urban have Rob Schneider in his Judge Dredd movie? I don't think so. <laughs> so. And, you know, then I should thank Carl Urban <laughs> again. That's two reasons why I like Dredd much better. And he didn't have uh, uh, Lena Head- Headley. Hedy. Oh, yeah. Well, Lena Headley. She went on to do better. Yeah, she's, better Hedy. Yeah, she's pretty good. So, she so, was awesome. So, so here, here's what I'll say. All right. The, the character to call Urban plays, uh, Billy Butcher. Billy Butcher. This is a classic Ennis character, a foul-mouthed British person who's, who's, you know, has some skills from some previous lives that you don't know exactly sure what they are. And, uh, and you know, he, he recruits Huey. Right. And he's got another gang that he gets the gang back together. Uh, kind of like our, our guest uh, last week, Jeff, said, you know, he got the band back together. And their whole shtick is they want, you know, they're ordinary people, no powers, but nope. they want to keep these supers in line. Yeah, you know? he, and he want, they want to make the supers yep. pay. And, and, you know, it's a daunting task. You know, when you see, uh, you know, they have the powers equivalent of like Superman or, or Wonder Woman or the Flash, you know, against these ordinary citizens. But uh, I'll just say uh, things don't go how you would expect. They add a few twists within the series. And from my recollection, even a few twists that would keep book readers, right. uh, uh, you know, jumping. But again, to your initial point, way back to the beginning, it's not, I'm not, I'm not receiving it the way I'm receiving Preacher. I'm loving this. Right. And I was super happy to hear that before this series ever aired, 
Amazon was so enamored of it, they ordered the season two right away. It's all, it, it's they're almost done filming right now, so we're not gonna have to wait too long for season two. Hopefully. Excellent. I'm I'm very happy about that. But with the cliffhanger that they left it on, yeah. If they didn't give us a season two, oh my, I I <laughs> revolt. We, I mean, we. we, we we we'd storm uh, Jeff I, I Bezos' did. office. Listen, man, it, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I don't remember any of this from Bad Boys. Uh, <laughs> or Bad Boys Two, so <laughs> Bad Boys Three coming soon. That's right, coming no, soon. I'm, I'm sorry, Todd. Todd, you funny. misspoke. That, that was part, the Bad Boys. So, <laughs> the all right, boys. we're gonna. What we're, are you, some kind of Bad Boys? <laughs> Next, uh, so here's the thing. Everyone has homework. Go watch it. It's eight episodes. Okay. You can do it in two Done. nights. Done. And one thing before oh, you move yep. on. Yep. Uh, Hulu also kicked, um, actually it was a week early, they dropped Veronica Mars. Which it, is the new, oh yeah, yeah. They, the season four of Veronica Mars. They did it Mars. during Comic-Con. And, and so what happened was, this is what I, what I heard anyway, a little bit of a mixed reaction in that. Some people are like, oh, we're at Comic-Con, we can't watch it or whatever. And mm -hmm. they were getting worried about getting spoiled by people that were watching mm -hmm. it back at home. Right. Well, uh, I, I think that most people are very spoiler sensitive these days. And for the most part, they have been really, really good about it. Okay. Because there were some real shocks. And in... I think it undoes uh, some of the questionable parts of the Veronica Mars movie, right? It kind of like yes. resets it back to where the series was. That's right. my understanding. Yes, it okay. does. But okay. uh, and, and it does it really, really well. Oh, good. And it's got the flavor of the original TV series. It's got that... Um, what the great thing is Kristen Bell eternally looks 17 years old. It's, so. it's amazing. Yeah. And she looks fantastic. But it's, it's also got the... Um, the rated R sensibilities of the Veronica Mars movie. Oh, okay. So it, oh, it gives you the best the of both of worlds. Moving from network TV to to a, a streaming Absolutely. service like Hulu. All right, good call. All right, yeah, so you, what, you, was this ahead. a Kickstarter project? No, they they just where'd they get the money for this? Uh, from Hulu. Oh, okay. Hulu was behind it. Okay. They were so successful in the Veronica Mars movie, right? Which was a Kickstarter project. Which was a Kickstarter was, project. Yeah. Which you contributed to. Which I did. Okay, I, I'm I'm a did marshmallow. You, did you man. get some perks or? What? I got the Veronica Mars movie. Oh, okay. I got That's it on. You own the movie. I own the movie, yes. No, like you own it. Like Mike Zapsik, you own He's the rights the to masters. it. He's got the masters. Yeah, they sent me all oh, the Oh, you got a copy of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a copy okay. of the movie. Uh, so. Let me get to my next point of breaking news. And this is this is big, guys. 16-year-old Kyle Gearsdorf of Pennsylvania <laughs> took down the paltry sum of $3.1 million. Million. For being the Fortnite world champion. Yeah. So wow. I Definitely, definitely have fucked up with John Ross, the intern. Where I should have had this kid playing video games from birth. I, uh, I'm having him focus on academics, athletics. What is wrong with v you? Video yes. games are where it's at, guys. Sending you are the a best shitty dad. In the in the in the yeah. in the area. <laughs> no, oh, it's not one. Well, it's not too late. He's what, 16? Uh, 17. 17. Oh no, so he's past his he's prime. Past his Sorry, prime. he's done. Right. 16 year old. Yeah. That's world champion. I don't know, man. They were in in Studio A uh, playing Smash Bros. I hear you know I heard a lot of hooting and hollering. Uh, it's not too late. He's pretty good at Smash yeah, Bros. Right, good. Wait a minute, hold on. Hooting and hollering? No, that no, that's not a Fortnite <laughs> champion. Yeah. Fortnite champions do not hoot, nor do they holler. Todd, I'm going to go to you first here before we go to Moat, uh, because you've got some experience uh, in terms of sponsoring and organizing esports. And in that case, it was Overwatch, not Fortnite. But what do you think about this whole thing? Are, are, are we wrong? I mean, like, is Kyle going to use this $3.1 to pay for college? Or is Kyle going to uh, say, why college. the F would I even go to college? What's your take on this, Todd? 
I heard he's putting a down payment on a new controller. It's like wireless or something. He's super excited about it's, it. It's no, I, I don't know. wired directly I, into his brain. It's uh, I, I have no idea what the what the stats are with respect to how many people are playing this stuff versus how many people are actually making money. I mean, it's it's kind of a little bit of a fallacy along the lines of thinking your kid's going to become an NBA star by picking up a basketball at five years old. It's like these guys are 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 are, are pros now. Um, is it worth your, your kid sitting in front of a television for 20 hours a day? I have enough trouble trying to stop that right now. And they haven't figured out video games yet. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's worth it. But, you know, good on them for uh, for pulling it off. Well, let me just ask you this on the some of the logistics. So obviously, you know, we're talking about purses, you know, prize winnings, this and that. But aside from that, there are owing to what you formerly did in your previous role. There's what, like active sponsorship? So they can make money professionally doing it as a job, not necessarily winning these exorbitant sums, but could you make a living doing it? Yeah, they, I mean, John's referring to the Overwatch League. I worked on a, on a project for them and uh, in my last job, and they set up, I mean, the intention was to create a professional sports league. Uh, there obviously were you know pro video, video game teams, but they were all sort of different affiliations and it wasn't really organized. The plan with the Overwatch League was to build it in such a way that it was permanent salaried um, players on these teams playing in per- eventually permanent locations in s- located in cities around the country. So you would have um, you know, you'd, you would have fans basically cheering on their local teams, as it were, right, right, uh, right. similar to other sports. You would have players getting drafted. They were going to have a draft every year, all that kind of stuff. So, it, I mean, I, I can't imagine that um, that turning around as this kind of stuff continues to to take off and more more and more games start to pick it up, uh, you know, you, you have to imagine that that's going to be a thing. Uh, more and more colleges are starting to give, um, um, what do you call it? Not sponsorships. Um, scholarships. 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 scholarships what? For, uh, oh yeah, colleges are giving scholarships for uh, for video game players. So I mean, it's it is. Where, I don't where, think that trend's changing anytime Tetris. soon. I was as you're going to get more, 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 players, more, more going into Not it. Not the most visually interesting. Uh, I'm game. saying I was mad good at Tetris back in the day, so I don't know. <laughs> mad good. I went to college on my Intellivision scholarship. Intellivision, <laughs> ColecoVision. <laughs> yeah. Um, Coleco. now, by the way, Pakawuler uh, chiming in here, and I did not realize this during my prep for this segment. Esports are expected to generate in excess of one billion dollars. In revenue this year, yeah. I think we're really. I know it's crazy. We're talking. We're like we're all laughing. Oh, this guy got three million dollars. I really think we're at the beginning of. So we're just oh, scratching yeah. the surface. Yeah, yeah. We're at the infancy of esports. Mark, Mark Murray's in five years. Right. Esports will be where it's going to be. It's blowing up. Guys, it's going to be huge. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I have we have the gear here. We could <laughs> set out esports tournaments here. We could stream. From a shared universe. Wow, we're, we're, it's something I'm working nice. on. Okay, uh, in my very limited off hours, but well, um, talk to the guys over at the semi-formal podcast. You know they're going to be into it. Yeah, all right, cool. But uh, you know, my idea is to get you know, may, uh, you know, uh, when you get over forty, there's the Masters League. <laughs> I think that's that's right. maybe where where our you know where our expertise might lie. Well, all right, pitfall, Harry. Camp up and yeah, <laughs> and 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 it's actually in that vein. I want to reach out to the inaugural. Madden League champion Muhammad Yusuf. Whoa. Okay, that's that's exactly where I was going with this. I mean, I mean we knew this we, seventeen years ago. We were ahead of the curve. Right? What did we do with it? Way Nothing. way ahead. I mean, was uh, 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 uh. oh, Madden man. one like Madden nineteen eighty eight with a, <laughs> with Madden nineteen seventy three. 
No, I think it was like Madden '91. It was one. I bit. mean, we were we were there. No, it was '01. It manually was manually creating uh, our teams. We we uh, we formed a league. I think it was eight to ten teams. Right. We started with eight. Great. At played, the high point, we were up to twelve. Right. Oh we, my god. We played we played in different living rooms, but. Here's where it got really interesting. Mm-hmm. Once you were done with your game, it's not like we just went home or anything. We were watching exactly. our friends playing, and it just drew us into the game more than more than an actual NFL game. It, it, you know? it, it was so very intense. High stakes, but, man. But the fact – and this now has like, like mushroomed into what you see on YouTube where you know, so, some of these players get like 10, 20, 30 million hits. On their um, well, that's on their other games, and that yeah, yeah, yeah. translates yep. into Monet. Big so time. My kids exactly. watch that. So, so this is the new economy that we're in. Honestly, I mean, but uh, you know, again, to Todd's point, to Todd's hey, point, Bitcoin. the top one percent really makes the money here. What's that? I'm sorry, didn't hear. I said that's eight Bitcoin. <laughs> right. Well, of course, but, uh, in, in anything, the yeah, cream the, of the crop is going to rise to the top. It's not as easy as it looks. They, You've got to have supreme hand-eye coordination of, of fans and and uh, yeah. And I don't know about winning tournaments, but as far as getting all those hits on YouTube and everything else, you're saying you can't just no. be good. You've got to be entertaining. It's gonna be amazing. You've got to have a person. Yeah. No, but you got to have a personality. You have to have yeah. people want to follow you and watch your videos because you can be an absolute prodigy with the controller in your hand, but if you're bland like this, nobody's gonna watch you. Well, you got to be zombified. You got to be like. Well, getting back to just real quick. So this 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 mad league that you're. Can I just throw one last thing in? And it's also a mini plug. I'm one of my uh, my clients' brands, uh, Mountain Dew. I mean, this is another sim- signal of this of this uh, you know taking over. Uh, Mountain Dew recently released a a product specifically targeted at the esports community called Game Fuel. Mountain Dew Amp Game Fuel, <laughs> and it has like a it's specially formulated to provide a little bit more of the nutrients that people sitting at their computers all day might need. <laughs> it also has like resealable. <laughs> resealable <laughs> Holy Christ. Well, like vitamin so, D like for no – for don't wanna, This guy gets the plugs from every <laughs> angle. A uh, couple, couple things I want to address. Number one, Pat made an observation. Pat Kawula, he said and, – and, you know, and, and, and Pat has become a, a, a weekly viewer, so we appreciate that. And, and being a weekly viewer, you're able to make observations. And his observation this week was – Awfully early in the podcast for Moto break his camera, so that was interesting, and, and <laughs> we're forced to agree. Uh, and look at this we have we have Maria Elizabeth. Uh, yes, we do. Big shout out to her. Big Hello, shout Maria. out. Hello, uh, Maria. Like uh, like Mike, was she uh, hopefully able to avoid jury duty and and get out of yes, it? Yes, good for her. Okay, so that's excellent. Great job, guys. Uh, had a very interesting post involving an abnormally, extraordinarily large hat yesterday. Uh, I know that that created. <laughs> A tremendous amount of interest. Wow. Maria, if you're still there, uh, yeah, great post. Great post. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Um, I got in so much trouble by my wife. <laughs> like, what are you looking at? What? Thank you, Maria. This is a, it's a very nice hat. That's it's a lovely hat. Great hat. hat. All right. Yeah, uh, shout out to the hat. God bless that hat. Oh, that is an amazing hat. Listen, Mel, but one thing, you have inspired me here, okay? Oh. We we started the Madden League when John was an infant. Because I remember there were eight yeah. guys in the original league, and we took turns holding the infant John Ross, the intern, at the time, even changing his <laughs> diaper as necessary. As you played? Uh, right. Be, because oh. there, there would always be two people playing on the screen, the other six watching, yeah. taking stats, oh and God. babysitting John yeah. Jr. At that point, for Mark Think about that. Go ahead. Think about that. 
we took down stats, not in Excel, but just right on paper. Right, right, right. So we can add it up and tabulate it later. Matter of fact, Mo, I have a prediction. And the prediction is this. The next time you're back in studio, we're going to have the physical Madden trophy. And no matter what names are on there, your name will always be the first champion. And I don't remember who you defeated in that championship game. I do remember you did it with the all-star cheese move. But that's okay. That's okay. Right. So maybe we'll have a reunion Madden uh, 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 tournament at some point. All right, we're going to move on. I love oh, that. You know, I had one more bit of breaking news, and this is not something that I anticipate any of you having any interest in whatsoever. But, uh, but at, at the age of 91 years... Broadway legend Hal Prince passed away today. Uh, legendary producer, director, uh, show show you know show designer. He a look. First of all, he has the all time record with twenty one Tony Awards. Nobody else has anything close to that. And if you look at the shows that he produced and directed, it, it, it's 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 a primer on Broadway. So you know you've got West Side Story, you've got Cabaret, you've got Follies. You've got Fiddler on the Roof, um, uh, and who could forget the 1993 hit Kiss of the Spider Woman? Um, you know, it, it just uh, it, legendary, legendary. He passed away in 91. I understand that he was vacationing in France and, you know, he ha- had a heart attack. Nobody wants to spend a lot of time thinking about how they're going to pass away. But if you told me, all right, you'll be 91 years old and you'll be on vacation in France, I'll take it, you know? Um, and I know he was a big mentor to another titan in Broadway, which is Stephen Sondheim. And he wrote a very, very touching piece today. So if you have any interest in Broadway, that's not the demographic that Point Blank Podcast usually leans into. But if you do, uh, sad day uh, with the passing of Hal Prince. All right, so let's get right back to it. And we're going to go to point two, which is things we will not be talking about tonight. And things we will not be talking about tonight is uh, Once Upon a Time, and, and, and specifically, I don't necessarily mean the ABC, uh, 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 um, you know, fables-based TV show, Once Upon a Time, which we also will not be talking about, but I meant Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the ninth film from Quentin Tarantino. I know for a fact, I know for a fact that Muhammad did see it, but why don't you hold on to that critique until next week? Because I know Todd wanted to see it, I know I wanted to see it, I know if you guys are going to see it, so, so hold on, we're not going to be talking about that tonight. We are going to just take a second to talk about some craft beer Ooh. and what we're drinking. Ooh. Okay? Ming, before I reveal okay. what we're drinking right yes. now, just give me your impressions of the beer. Uh, I, I uh, uh, Very dark, very mm-hmm. flavorful, and it's kicking my ass right now, uh, but all, uh, all wrapped up in one very amazing package. Well, you are right that it's kicking your ass yes. because this is a 12.9% beast from the guys up the road here. Yeah. And I'm hard-pressed to say anybody in the game is doing it better than them. And that's my good buddy Michael Kane over yep. at Kane Brewing. This is called Stacking Casks. Now, Stacking Casks is the name of the beer, but it's really the name of the series. Okay. This is the first in the series. So it, there's going to be different beers there, casks uh, in this case being used interchangeably with wood barrels. So this is a blend of rye barrel-aged barley wine and wheat wine and then finished in... Pinot de Charente casks. So uh, wow. that sounds fancy. Makes me feel like it's some it sort, sort of wine or something. The number one word that I'm getting off this, and it is dark, and it is delicious, but it's smooth. It's very smooth. This is a smooth. This is like the Barry White of, of, uh, of beverages right the, here. I'm, the Barry White. The, 
They're very good. Kane does a n- number of amazing, amazing beers. I got down there to the center. You know, we bring beers here to this studio for mm-hmm. Point Blank Podcast from all over the country, yes. my various travels. And our next beer is going to be from a trip that I took. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. But but we this shows, this reminds me that we don't have to travel far. Ocean Township, no. New Jersey's Cane Brewing. I'm going to put them in the top two in the state right now. Oh, God, for All right? sure. You know, once no Ross doubt. opens, they'll be top three, but that's okay. But <sighs> but but they're definitely in the national conversation for the innovation and the consistency they keep doing. This is another amazing beer. Todd, are you drinking anything out in Chicago right now? I am indeed. I've got, uh, you know, some, every once in a while you just get an urge uh, for something uh, familiar. I've got a, a little craft beer by the name of Guinness. Oh, I, uh, all right. <laughs> oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, I see you guys drinking some some black stuff. I've got I got some of my own, but it doesn't pack quite the punch. Uh, it is quite smooth. <laughs> Not quite Enjoying at 13%. Listen, there's nothing wrong with Guinness, and Guinness, you know, for, for, for better or worse, and there would be many to argue worse, they're part of the macro story that is, you know, uh, undermining craft beer at every point possible, you know, buying up shelf space through their market power that they have, and that's fine. Uh, it's not great. It's not great. I don't like it as an as a, as a owner of a small craft brewery, but but that's more power to them. Here's the thing with Guinness, though. Unlike all the other macro, okay, unlike the Bud, the Miller, the Coors, the Corona, I could drink 10 Guinness right now. I mean, it just still tastes good. They've been doing it the same way for hundreds of years over at St. James Gate, and at only 4%, 4.5%, you know, you can have a few of them. So uh, so good on you there. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, if I've skipped lunch that day, I'll just have a Guinness. There and, you go, uh, man. And, and, I, and I feel, feel <laughs> sa- satiated. So. You know, and, 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 I, and I think Todd will probably appreciate this most, being that his field is advertising. You know, what they did during the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, this campaign, you know, Guinness for Strength, you know, feed the Guinness to your kids and they'll grow up strong. You know, like, these guys are really, they, they were ahead of the game in terms of reaching out to their audience. Um, all right, so listen, that's craft beers. There you go. Lovely day for a Guinness. Okay, there you go. Right on point. Old on cue. But, but, but that's not the only thing we're drinking here. So, Mike, why don't you tell us what you're drinking, my friend? I'm drinking uh, a new friend of ours brought us. Ming, can you swing the camera around for a second? No, I see, they see you. No, not me. I'm talking oh. about, can you show uh, everyone the wall o water? I can, yes. We've got a, 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 our good friend Gene over at All True uh, Water. <laughs> Look at this. Ming is getting his work. It's a workout. Just a wow. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. Jesus. He's getting ready. We have got uh, the... They're six months old, folks. Uh, Ultra oh, water, brand new, brand spank. They're they're fresh off the presses. Beautiful packaging. Ultra water. Uh, I'm drinking a coconut jackfruit. Mm. Now, for you drunkards out there, and I'm hoping you're watching. There are, uh, and hopefully there are. Uh, this would this uh, coconut jackfruit would taste lovely with some rum. Little Captain Morgan's in here. You're good to go. So. Big ups to Gene over at All True. We love you guys. They uh, they also they give back ten percent of the proceeds from these go to various um, animal uh, adoption. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Animal rescue groups, um, mainly here in uh, New Jersey and one over in Pennsylvania. Uh, and so, are they based uh, here in New Jersey then, or South Brunswick, South my friend? Brunswick. Okay. Oh, South Brunswick, which I had no idea even existed. So, but... I'm going to tell you a little bit about South Brunswick okay. right now. Okay, <laughs> okay you guys, South... tell us about all three streets in South Brunswick. <laughs> South Brunswick <laughs> is where uh, your your yours truly, John Cacuzza, spent several months uh, with L'Oreal. 
um, there was a time uh, a couple of years ago where I was splitting time between my main job in New York and they asked me to do a, a, a second side job on a special project. So two days a week, I was in our South Brunswick facility. It is the, um, the, the headquarters for U.S. for our luxury distribution center. So all of the luxury products, the brands that I work on, Ralph Lauren, uh, um, Giorgio Armani, YSL, Kiehl's, Lancome, they're made in our factory in Piscataway. And then they go to South Brunswick, and from there, that's our distribution center, and that and they spread to the rest of the country. So I got to know a little bit about South Brunswick. There's a grand total of one restaurant that you would eat at. It is a Le- <laughs> it is a Lebanese Mediterranean Oof. restaurant. I, I really, oh, nice. really, really wish I could remember the name. I was I was there doing that project two days a week for a couple of months. It's the only place I would go. Uh, now, Mo, when you were here in New Jersey, you were in, in South Brunswick. Oh. You were in where? You were in Somerset. I was in Somerset, yeah. So have you ever been to our L'Oreal South and, Brunswick facility? Uh, just about once or twice. But I never went there during a uh, during lunch hours, I think I spent maybe half a day there. Okay, all right. So, so, <laughs> so you go to that restaurant. Okay. You're fishing for the, uh, the so if you're fishing sorry. for that answer of the restaurant, <laughs> no, nah, right. you're casting okay. that pole in the wrong place. <laughs> all right. And it wasn't Babur Gardens, right? <laughs> Mm, no, that wasn't right. the name. Yeah. That wasn't the name. Shout out to Babber Gardens. Right, good, good job. Oh, All right. uh, Ocean, New Jersey. Yeah. All right, Ocean so listen, Ocean. that's what Mike's drinking. <laughs> but Mo, we want to know a little bit about what you're drinking too, buddy. What do you got out there? Yeah, what is that All radioactive? Right, I've, got, I've got the uh, the hard stuff over Mo's here. Mo's hard, Mo. everybody. Mo's hard. Yeah, yeah. Good so, job, uh, Mo. Mo, you got hard for up. the podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> he uh, he started this he started this company from from the bottom. And uh, he's had it for five years now. It's been growing and growing. It's the official beverage of the Cleveland Browns. What? And Whoa. Yes. And, wow. and they were they were featured in Hard Knocks last year. Come on. Uh, so many double also- entendres Mo <laughs> just threw out there. <laughs> On the bottom, they're getting hard. Hard, right. hard knocks. <laughs> wow. And, and so who's your friend again? Say his name again. Say his name. Greg Pusella. And this was a friend was you a made when you were with L'Oreal? high school. Oh. So has back, nothing back to do with when you were no, in Cleveland. Nothing. No, no, wow. No. I, we I've known him back. Uh, we we played football together. Poor Richmond Red Raider. Yes, sir. Wow. Once a Red Raider, always a Red Raider. Okay, wow. And so, um, and so they're also the official beverage of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, you know, you'll see a lot of pictures with LeBron James and Stop hard it. lifestyle beverages right in the background. They've got their own private suite over at the uh, the queue, the Quicken wow. the Arena. They're wow. also. Yeah, they're but, also the official beverage of the, the Florida Panthers. They've got four incredible um, uh, flavors. This but, one is but ginger. What, but what is it? What is it? Is it a hard so, seltzer? Like, what's going on? Well, not yes, hard in your yeah, case. So, so go ahead. Right. So it's not an alcoholic drink. With, uh, horny goat weed to, uh, you know, give you that <laughs> oh, extra. Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's chewable. So, so all of, you all need of a little the, help. Uh, the beverages are caffeinated. So whether it's the regular seltzer or the ginger or the citron or the grape, uh, they're great to mix with vodka or whiskey or uh, tequila. Oh, Michael, they're take that to heart. Okay. Of mix- mixing or yeah, or or just drinking on their own. So now let me ask so, you a question. Uh, look, go, go ahead, yes. guys. Go ahead, guys. Look for it where. So you can you can look for it uh, <laughs> primarily in uh, Whole Foods or you can find it mainly on Amazon. So I've I've so many questions here. This is your friend from high school in Staten Island, New York. But even though yes, you lived in Cleveland for years, 
They are right. the official beverage of two different Cleveland professional sports franchises. Were yep. you involved in that transaction at all? Did you help him, or did he no, relocate no. to Cleveland? How did this that is happen? After, that's actually after I moved out of Cleveland, he was able to go in and move the market. What? In fact, he just signed, I think, with about four or 500 7-Eleven stores. So you'll also see it in 7-Eleven. Seven, seven okay, well, that's great. That's a, yeah, I, yeah, can, that, I can tell you, Nick, the company's household, really, really, really gaining momentum. I mean, he's, Every he's night? put everything... What's that? I'm saying that at Kokosa Household, we rented a 1711 in Little Silver pretty much every <laughs> night at 11 o'clock when I'm looking for a no. late night bowl of cereal. There's no milk uh, left. John Ross, the intern, go get some milk at 7-Eleven. We'll have him pick up some hard beverage. But I have some all but, true because so. they're in the 7-Eleven in Little Silver. No! Yes. No way! Yes. Oh, right. my God. <laughs> so listen, we've got all true. We've got hard. Todd, yeah. is there any other uh, water-based beverage that you would like to promote? <laughs> or perhaps some, perhaps some floor-cleaning products. <laughs> well, are, hard. Are, they, are they both competing in the same space as your product, Bubbly? No, Bubbly is, uh, is, is all natural, just sparkling water, man. Natural flavors, natural water. There's no, no, there's no ginseng, no red ginseng and horny goat weed in that stuff. Okay. All right. And it's um, good to know. Listen, we're going to move on to our, um, our top three. Um, and our top three this week was, uh, was something that was, I thought it would just be a throwaway. I had no idea. Of the amount of votes that this would get, shame on you. We we got a Nick Lagakis sighting too. I mean, that's crazy. Oh, we Nick Lagakis, right? He showed us that this. We did top three breakfast cereals. How did you not know that this was going to be huge? It so so we so just for context, right? Previously, our our record was something like three hundred twenty votes. La- and, and each of the previous three top threes to last week, we successively broke that record. Last week, we didn't break it. Last week, we did top three grunge songs of the 90s. But we only threw the survey out there the same day. And we got over 200 votes. So in terms of votes per minute, pretty good. But it didn't break the overall record. We shattered the record in fan votes today. This is from from Point Blank viewers, Point Blank listeners, Point Blank fans. Uh, we got the Essential Guy Talk family uh, getting involved here. We got over... God, I, can't, I can't say... Guys? Oh, so excited, man. 422 votes. I was off a little bit, but um, I was enthusiastic. <laughs> you're, you're pretty close, Mike. You're pretty... 422 votes for top three breakfast cereals. Never saw it coming. This is... I, I did. Um, I mean, I just found out... <laughs> you just told me what our top three was not 20 minutes ago. That's right. That's so. right. I mean, we also I also told you in the sense that we told the entire world three days ago, but that's okay, Mike. That's, that's okay. okay. Hey, I was busy. <laughs> right. I, I had I some got, stuff to do. Hey, you're, you're making new deals. I mean, <laughs> things are happening here. We're talking to people. All right. So so before before we get to you, the fan the fan vote, the the point blank viewer and listener vote, we're going to tell you guys what you said with their top three cereals. We're going to start right here. We're going to go around the room. Mike Zapsik, your top three cereals. Go. Top three cereals. Quisp. Qu- quisp. <laughs> now, are you saying crisp with a lisp? Like, no. What's happening? Yeah, are you no. okay, Mike? Are you There's slurring? Q-U-I-S-P. Quisp. Okay. okay. It is a corn, uh, a corn disc cereal. Quisp. It was very big back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. Okay. When I was growing up and eating those damn things. And um, for my number two is Quake. Which was its the counterpart. Quisp and Quake. Quisp I mean, what's and happening Quake. Here? You had Quisp and you had Quake. What was the difference? 
uh, Quake were they were uh, like nuggets. They weren't discs. They were nuggets. Okay. They were like uh, Captain Crunch. Okay. Okay. So they were both uh, corn. Corn based. 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 Yeah, you well, go. we got to help these corn farmers, Ex- right? We got to exactly. put as much corn hey, in it. And subsidies, they were corn, man. corn syrup in it. You know right. it. Okay, it was good. great. So, uh, but my favorite was Quisp. Quisp because Quisp was the name of the uh, the oh. cereal mascot, and right. he was Quisp. He of was course. from outer space, and he had a he had an uh, like a um, like a stewy head. From on, from, um, from from Family, family Guy, guy? Like yeah, he had like an lemon. oval, like a lemon, yeah, head. like a, a right. squashed head with a propeller on top, and he wore like a, a green jumpsuit. He had his little flying saucer, and he had a big Q on his um, <laughs> Brian his, Quinn, Q? Yeah, like like okay. a, a Q. So, um, well, uh, which I have a bone to pick on Brian Quinn. We're gonna get to that in okay, a second. We will save it. So um, he still owes you a pizza. Well, besides that. <laughs> He At was here in studio yesterday. <laughs> How is it not on point blank? You're sitting in his seat, actually. But yes, we'll we'll get to it later. I'm sitting in his seat. No, no, no. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Oh. Okay, Ming, Ming misspoke. Sorry, okay. sorry. He said in your seat. He's been here a total of like one time. So yeah. All right. So my go, go ahead, go top ahead. two: Quisp, Quake, Quake and, and then uh, Captain Crunch, Fruitberry. Okay. Oh. Okay. Mm. Now, now, the curveball. So so. so we're gonna we're gonna cast a wide net here on what we're interpreting. So it, are, are we talking Captain Crunchberry? Uh, Crunchberries. The Crunchberries. Yes. Okay. Okay. Very good, very good. Very good. Good. Solid vote. I'm gonna tell you, by the way, how you did okay. in relation to the fan vote. All right. Oh. Okay. Already so we're tallying the stats. We're tallying. Tally, tally. j- just to see where Mike ranks here. Okay. Now, if nobody else voted for Quisp or Quake, Quisp, 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 four votes. Of okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I hadn't heard of it. All right. Quake, unfortunately, none. That's all gonna right. be a zero vote. Well, yeah, all they, those fans are they, dead. They, Mike, well, they're dead. That from eating Quisp and Quake. Yeah, diabetes. Um, Quake actually, um, they had a, a fan vote back in the day, back in the seventies, and whichever one, and they uh, voted to kill Jason Todd. No, okay, yeah, <laughs> no, close. Whichever one, uh, right. whichever serial won, the loser would disappear forever. Oh, Quisp forever. Won? Yes. What? And I've never... Let me ask you a question, Ming. Where's Do Quake? Do you see Quake in the... I don't. Yes. I don't. Where the hell is Quake? That's as wow. forever as it gets. Forever. I have a box of Quisp in my pantry right now. Collector's item. It is. All right. Crunchberries, by the way, did get nine votes. Whoa. Yes. All right. So you're leaning yeah, right don't, don't be, don't Ming, be pissed at me. Ming, top three breakfast cereals. Right, keep these Ming Cheng. Start at number one. You got to go with Captain Crunch. There's, oh, the uh, original Captain yeah. Crunch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, whether right. you're a six-year-old kid craving sugar... Or you're a 45-year-old stoner also craving sugar. Cameron Crunch fills the need every time. And destroys your upper palate. It does, but it's part of the process. That's, yes, it, Don't, it cuts the living shit out of the, the roof of your mouth. Mike, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Or you get know, off the boat. You know that's going in. Number two, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay, all right. That cinnamon toasty crunchy goodness that stays crispy in milk, you go to Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Tastes damn good, buddy. Tastes damn good. And then number three... I don't know what it is, but about life cereal, Mikey likes it. Does Mikey, Mikey like it? Mikey did not like life cereal. Mikey does Sorry, not buddy, like it. No. Okay, it's misleading. I don't know what it is about those little wafer like with the grid on there, but uh, you know, I'll go life. I'll go you know even a little bit further. A cinnamon life. I'll throw that in as oh. a X factor, as a dark horse. Okay, okay. okay. Actually, I, you just boosted your vote total by doing that. Okay, yeah, okay. I know, but I don't know what it is. But there's there, there's some days I wake up, I, I need life cereal. Right now, I rush out to the the, the late night grocery store. 
I'll get it, and and uh, I'm if he satisfied. can't find Life cereal, he'll grab a box of Wheat Thins, and they'll they're perfectly well, adequate substitutes. What, what if I told you? Okay, yes. What if I told you? Okay, that my happy place is your host John Kakos's okay. happy place is in the supermarket. Okay, I get the list from the lovely Suzanne. Sure, I put my headphones in, listen to my music, okay. and then I just go through the aisles. And this past week, when I went to the supermarket, <coughs> I got. Four boxes of Cinnamon Life for eight eighty eight. Whoa! Mega sale. Whoa. It's still going on. The week's not over. Must at buy the four. Little Silver, New Jersey Acme. The Acme. I'm going right I, after this. I'm going right over. Four boxes, Dude. Cinnamon Life. For uh, and 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 to your point though, it was four boxes of any life. You can get yep. Life or Cinnamon Life. Sure. Mix and match. No, get all for Cinnamon. I want all four Cinnamon in my I love case. It. Uh, Excess and obsolete. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I gotta go. I've gotta go. I've gotta get four boxes. I'll be right back. Mike's going to the uh, over Acme, everybody. Four boxes. I get four more boxes. Uh, Dude, get, get eight ten, man. I'll give you eight eighty eight. So, and so Mike's after has left the podcast studio. When you combine <laughs> life and cinnamon life, when you combine the two, that's eleven votes. Yeah. Okay, cinnamon toast crunch. I'm not going to give you the number on okay, just yet. Okay. And your other cereal Captain was Crunch. Captain Crunch had Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch upper mouth. didn't have as many as Crunch. Captain Crunch had four votes, so not as Did many it? as Crunch Berries. Whoa, I'm shocked. Right. Shocked. Mighty Mo Youssef. Top three right, cereals. So Let's my, hear it. My happy place was Saturday morning with a bowl of Fruity Pebbles. Okay. That's number one. Amazing. Right? Number two is also Tony Soprano's favorite cereal, oh. which is gold, which is uh, Honeycomb. Oh, Look I, it up. Watch what? The Sopranos. He ate nothing but Honeycomb. Holy cow. So that's my second favorite. And you look like uh, a mob boss. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> third one, uh, I should have put um, Honey Smacks. But instead you I don't put... know why I, I put Kashi Cinnamon because I picked oh. an adult cereal because I'm an adult now. <laughs> and it's my favorite as an adult. But uh, The Kashi Cinnamon know, is. Yeah, the Sugar Smacks. But when you were really, a kid... Uh, well, no, you said sugar smacks because there's sugar pops and there's honey smacks. Oh, I'm sorry. So you sorry. just honey you just smacks. mangled two honey. into I just one. Mangled. Which I one did you want? My, uh, you mangled my your cereal. own choice. That's my favorite. That's my favorite type of mangle. <laughs> so, which, do you want the sugar pops or the honey smacks? I want the honey smacks. Oh, what do we have here? Is that Tony eating honeycomb right there? Look at TV's Ming Chen. Mo, he brings it right up for you. There it is. That's awesome. There you go. Um, what yep. I can tell you. Okay, I'm gonna go through all four of your top threes. Kashi Cinnamon actually was able to get, besides you, a grand total of yeah. zero votes. Okay, <laughs> exactly. All right, sorry, boys, they're sold out. They're sold out, Mike. Okay, sorry. Uh, honeycomb, Kashi, the Kashi, not a single Kashi anywhere in the list. I knew it. Honeycomb, too much protein. Honeycomb got four votes. Okay, what was your number Respectable. two? What was your number two? Uh, honeycomb oh, was honey my number two. two. Oh, okay. I, I said Honey Smacks. Oh, as really my number three. Ah, uh, uh, okay. And now, Fruity Pebbles. Honey Smacks got seven votes. Yeah. Fruity Pebbles, Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. I'm not going to reveal right now how many they got, but we are going to go over to the Windy City. Perennial Met and Nick fan loser Todd Sullivan. Top three. <laughs> Don't forget the Giants. Top two. No, you got a gonna, couple. You got a couple. Right, of Super Bowls I'm, I'm gonna burn go through these it. quickly. I'd say when I was uh, when I was a kid, my favorite kid cereal was uh, was Lucky Charms. I know that's got to be up on the list. I love it just because that cereal is insane. Uh, the whole story behind it, all the different types of flavor of uh, marshmallows in there. 
Good little, Irish little cereal. leprechaun running around. Good Irish cereal. <laughs> uh, they give it to you <laughs> with the name. Yeah, you're not even supposed to. I think you're supposed to pour Guinness over it instead of milk. That's, hey, man, don't <laughs> sleep on hold, that. Hold on, before, you reveal, before you reveal, we want to give two quick shout-outs, okay? One, to the Debbie Downer of this Chris podcast, Hill. my former neighbor, Chris Hill, just had his 50th. Okay, God bless him for that. But he's coming in to tell you that all cereals have pesticides and will kill you. Okay, so just keep that in mind, including the ones that you might advertise for. So just that's Chris Hill. <laughs> we also have who who saved your ass at the haunted more times than you deserved and more times than I deserved. Cousin Alfie, Alfie Samuel, on right now watching. Alfie. And 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 he's not, he's a big fan of Mike and Ming. He's got pictures of the guys at various conventions. He's watching right now. Oh. I, I don't think he's still bouncing at the haunted as the establishment's no longer there. But go ahead and give us your top three cereals. Go ahead. All right, so we got Lucky Charms number three. Number two, I put um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's one that that you know I liked when I was a kid, and now I steal it from my kids whenever it's in the house. Wait. And uh, number one is not the most creative choice, but I go for longevity. I go for it's an old standby, and I marvel at how uh. at the power it has uh, attracting kids when they're one year old all the way up to you know my my ten year old still eating it Cheerios. is Cheerios straight up. I liked Honey Nut, but I'm going straight up Cheerios. Oh, Give it to Yellow Cheerios. Box. Okay, all right, good wow. call there. Um, <laughs> here's what I can tell you. Not too dissimilar from your choice of Smells Like Teen Spirit for best grunt song. All three of your selections placed very well in the fan vote. Uh, and we're not going to reveal any numbers right now, but good job there. Um, I'm going to give you mine. And I think we should probably stop there because mine will be the definitive list. But of course. My, 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 my top three in order. My number three, Apple Jacks. Just Apple Jacks. Oh, wow. Just, I don't think Good there one. was a cereal made that goes better with milk than Apple Jacks. Ah. The flavor, it's just amazing. And uh, A is for Apple, J is for Jacks. We all know that. But, uh, but if you didn't, now you do. Now, here's number two. Now, number two is something that I use for a long time as a frame of reference. When I tell people, I don't like strawberries, but my favorite cereal is Frankenberry. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any no, sense. No, it doesn't. But but right. it, 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 well, I can't. Ex- there's zero strawberries in it. And that's as that. an adult, I've I realized that. that now. I realize that now. Not as an advertising man, would that be your through line right there? <laughs> Contains zero actual strawberries. <laughs> now with zero strawberries. Listen, I look forward every fall. To what I call the unholy trinity of Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and Booberry coming out. These are the best cereals, but of them, the best of the best for me was Frankenberry. You Absol- forgot. Yummy Mummy. Oh, Yummy Mummy. Yeah, and, okay. and Fruit Brute. No, that one I don't know. Fruit Brute. Oh, Never heard Fruit Brute. Uh, oh, shame know. on you boys. I don't know if Fruit Brute made its way yes. out of Staten Island. I don't know Fruit Brute. I don't know. Fruit oh. Brute made its way into, uh, into one of the nine films of Quentin Tarantino. I'm sh- yes, yes, it, it did. did. Whoa, but not once upon a time in Hollywood. Or we can't verify that. No, we cannot know. verify. All right, no. don't All know right. yet. It did not. Here's my number one. Ugh. My number Spoiler, one. Spoiler, Mo. Um, <laughs> when I was uh, a freshman at St. John's University, Mo was a sophomore. He was in one of the fraternities. I was pledging for a different fraternity, and uh, when we were pledges, we were basically treated as, well, 
Whatever the worst way you can treat something that's not even human is, worse than that. And so one of our many jobs was we had to come in early every morning and set the table in the cafeteria for all the fraternity brothers with their breakfast of choice. And one of the primary things that they needed every morning, and it required eight boxes every morning, was Fruity Pebbles. But here's the thing. I didn't mind because, spoiler alert, like everyone else, I love Fruity Pebbles. And they are absolutely my number one choice as a kid and today. You know, we have it in our house. My kids hate this. They hate it. They hate it. Actually, the only one that hates it more is the lovely Suzanne. I've got these big Tupperware-type uh, cereal bins that I get all this cereal. I open them from the package, and I pour them in here, right? And so I put a whole bunch of healthy stuff in there, some old brands, some Kashi, whatever. But then, you know, you mix in some Fruity Pebbles so the kids can like it. And it's all all fruitless, as it turns out, because they don't like it because of the healthy stuff that's in there. But I like it. And the Fruity Pebbles are there. And our good friend, Desdemona Dahlia, over at uh, uh, Broad Street Doco, ingenious with these Fruity Pebble donuts. <laughs> yes, Ming, am I wrong? You're not wrong at all. You're completely right. So listen, that's my number one. But, but, but what you guys really came for was to hear what your vote was. The fan vote, the viewer vote, the listener vote. We had over 400 votes cast. We're going to go right now, and here's our top three. We'll actually give you the, the two honorable mentions. At, at number five, with 13 votes, Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran. Whoa. Shocking to me. It's an old standard. It's an old classic. The, the crunchy one is amazing. Well, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm going to get to that in a second. All right, it's not it's not in the top five, but it does have a special asterisk. Okay, raisin bran. I don't know if we got post raisin bran, Kellogg's raisin bran. There's all different kinds of raisin. Raisin bran number five, number f- tied for number four. Fourteen votes apiece. Quake, Apple Jacks, previously mentioned, and combo Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios. As Todd said. So you put those together, you're going to get 14 votes. That They're going to be just outside your top three. That's going to be number four. Here's number three. Number three cited several times in this room. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, 15 votes. 15 votes for Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Who can argue? Number two, previously mentioned, Lucky Charms, Whoa. 17 votes. Okay, much like Frankenberry, people like the, the mushrooms. Oh, I'm sorry, mushrooms. The marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> had too many mushrooms. <laughs> the marshmallows, the crunchy parts. Lucky Charms. Uh, you know, they've added some uh, uh, marshmallows over the years. They've taken some away. They came out with an all-marshmallow edition. I don't like that. I like it, the marshmallows and the crunch. That's number two. Here's your number one. With 19 votes. This is very close. 19 votes. Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles, number one. Wow. All right, so good on you. Here's the asterisk. All right, our good friend Will Platt Higgins of the Facebook uh, company, uh, Career in Advertising, I think was Todd's boss, mentor, friend. He certainly was in the wedding party with us. Lover. Uh, Obvious. Um, His three. took that for granted. His three was somewhat eclectic. He went with Weedabix. Weetabix. What's a Weetabix? <laughs> Weetabix are Wheaties-flavored biscuit cereals. So in a bowl, you can get maybe two or three. That's how big they are. Yeah, I, I can only eat one Weetabix. Okay. And then his number two, his number two, alluded to by Mo, Raisin Bran Crunch. Number three, owing to the county used to work stuff. on. And this sounds like this might be something I would like, apple cinnamon Cheerios. So there you go. Ooh. Todd, another through line for you. You're going to only eat one Weetabix. 
<laughs> Probably better than eating one weeded dick. Okay, so anyway. So before we go any further, Mo, it's your time to shine, buddy. You see a lot of cool shit being out there in La La Land. What was the coolest thing that you saw this week? All right. Well, it was actually, I was saving this up a couple of weeks ago, but since I haven't been able to, uh, you know, I mentioned something last week. I meant to mention this, so I'm going to mention it now. Uh, Hasbro, during the uh, Comic Con, Hasbro released. I'm already interested. Released the Transformers, Ghostbusters, Ecotron, Optimus Prime. What? Oh, oh you mean this? Yes, what? Sir. My mind is being blown right now. Oh, you mean this, yep. Mo? Oh, oh this yep. little thing. Oh, this Mo? thing right here. I, this this I've bad boy, Mo. Mine. I've ordered mine as well, so it's coming up. Whoa! Oh, it's was that the, the, well. was that the, oh, was that the, was that the, John Kakosa oh. got it. Oh, wow, how excited was he? Whoa. That's how excited I am about the Hasbro <laughs> Ghostbusters Optimus Prime. Wow, Mo, Mo you got one, though. You take, you take Ecto-1. Right. And you take Optimus Prime, you combine. Yeah, here, give me that, Mike. the most iconic vehicles of all time. Right. And, and and by the way, it's the 35th anniversary of Transformers as well as the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters. Now, so now, it's a perfect marriage, man. But now, I guess, Ming, you got this copy here when you were at Comic-Con? I did, yeah. So, so, so Mo, how are you, down, buddy. How, how are you able to get one? Oh, look, it's a Proton Oh, yeah, pack. no, you're good. <laughs> wow. That's that's amazing. That is amazing. That's freaking. And great. Mo, were you able to find this online somewhere or? Yes, sir. I, I gotta get on one of these. Amazon, I mean, my life will not I be complete. I was able to use my uh, my Amex points. What? Oh, is that something you would Damn. have to do to be able to get this? Is that the price that's at well, right now? Well, here's the deal. It's it, it's actually acting like commodity pricing because now it's up to about two eighty five. I bought it when it was at two seventy. I'm not a buyer. So you guys. Mo, you want to buy this one for uh, three fifty? You paid two hundred seventy dollars for that? No, no, no. I use points. Use points. points. So you paid nothing so. for it. Well, listen, I'm not above <laughs> buying used toys points from TV's Ming Chen. I've done it before. It's how That's our wow. it's how our relationship started. <laughs> I was able to buy the long sought after for me anyway USS flag. Screen used. Right. Screen, 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 screen used. Screen That's right. Used. So theoretically, I could get some resale value on this. I'll never be selling, but I was able to get that from Ming after I saw him buy it on AMC's Comic Book Men. We're going to have to get right. you a COA on that yeah. one. I mean, I honestly, please, I, yes, you know, absolutely. My all time favorite is ob obviously Optimus Prime. Well, when you say I your all time the favorite, original, go ahead. I wanted the original Optimus Prime. And to me, this is as, as close as I can get to it, you know, until I find the, uh, the original. Well, listen, we're going to help you track down the original. But when you say it's your all time favorite, yeah. Would that mean that if you were asked a question like... I think that was Jesus telling you to pour Ming some like, beer. Like, for example, let's say it was combat <laughs> trivia, and your question right. was, name all the original Transformer Autobots. I would and, nail it. And you were able to name all of them except Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Would that be like right. something that would happen? Could that ever happen? Never, ever. Okay. Let's go to that, that videotape. <laughs> Ming, roll the tape, please. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Awesome. Well, listen, Mo, that is a very, very cool thing of the week. Listen, supplies are very, very, very limited. This thing is being sold out everywhere. It's uh, you'll, you'll see it on eBay, but I trust Amazon as a, as a good source. So hurry up and get it now before it's, uh, it's uh, five or $600 a year from now. Wow. All right, good call. Now, um, before we move forward to combat trivia, we're just going to throw it out there to Chicago. Todd... Did you have for this week? It's okay if the answer is no, but did you have any dead or alive prepared for this week? 
Um, I'm going to punt it to next week. I did have it prepared. I made a couple lists, uh, but I didn't look. Up, I didn't look up the answers for the for the years. <laughs> so you came so up with some good. We day. could play it. I could. I could play along with you. Oh, yes, yeah, dead or alive? <laughs> question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Oh my God! All right. right in. Let us know. We're going to do that next time. Stay tuned. Yeah, right. Hey, Vagoda, if you're still alive, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you know what? Before so so fine. We're not going to do it live this week. We'll move forward without it. Um, what we will do is not introduce our next segment, which our next newest segment, which is where are they now? Where are they now? Spotlighting someone who is most definitely alive, but has been out of the public eye for a little bit. We're going to tease that for next week as well. Ooh. Instead, we're going to move into social Fancy. media social media follows of the week. So for our social media follows of the week, uh, to remind our point blank viewers and listeners, what we're going to do here is we're each going to pick an account on any social media platform. It could be Facebook. It could be Instagram. It could be Twitter. It could be YouTube. It could even be LinkedIn. Okay, and in certain cases, and it happened before with Todd, it's been Grinder. So what we're gonna do is <laughs> we're gonna pick yeah, our uh, each of one of us is gonna nominate an account, tell why we're nominating it, and hopefully help grow the grow their follower base. So, uh, do we have a volunteer for anybody that wants to start, or am I gonna have to pick one in some sort of merciless fashion? Ooh. Excellent. Okay, so we have no volunteers, in so. Be merciless. So we're going to go to Mo looks very intense, so Todd looks more comfortable, so we'll pick Todd. Todd, go ahead and start us off. All right. Uh, I got one for you. It's uh, on online comic, I, I guess, if you will. Um, you, I don't know if you guys have come across this. It's called Strange Planet. Find it on Instagram. The, the guy's name is Nathan Pyle, but it's Nathan W. Pyle, P-Y-L-E. Strange Planet. It's kind of a long name. Yep. Nathan, or you can find him Nathan at uh, NathanPyle.art as well. Oh, so, and, uh, you're, from, you're familiar? Uh, well, I am now because I just Googled it. So, Understood. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the Instagram. You can get them all there. But it's uh, it's Nathan W. Pyle, Strange Planet. All one word, obviously. And I came across this actually because there's someone uh, at my uh, at, at my place of employment who did a does a weekly version of this that is you know making fun of our own company in, in various ways. So it's sort of an internal version. And that company is I would I would imagine. And she gives credit to and a shout out to the mm. creator of the original. And uh, it's just following a couple of alien life forms as they comment humorously oh, on uh, what it's before. like to yes. be on our, our planet Earth. I've seen uh, certain isolated comics of this. Maybe people have posted one or two of them before. Uh, I was not aware of this account, which I guess is the master repository, holds all of the cartoons here. So uh, so Nathan Nathan R. Pyle, is that it? Nathan, uh, w. Nathan w. W. Pyle. W. Pyle. W-Y-L-E. Strange Planet. I mean, it's it's not going to make for good pod to look at them now. They're kind of just uh, ironic, humorous, whatever. But sign up or you know, follow them and, and – sure. uh, and enjoy. It's good stuff. He's funny. Hey, listen, he's got 700,000 followers. He must be doing something right. Indeed. All right, Mo, how about you, my friend? Do we have something, uh, social media, follow of the week? I just it just reset my phone, so just uh, go to the next person. I'll be right there. Absolutely. We were definitely prepared for that. Mike. Sorry about that. Go for it. I'm going to, you know what, these guys, uh, I followed them today. It's uh, <laughs> at Drink Altru. At Drink Altru. Okay, here we go. Because why wouldn't you want to uh, to follow these hey, guys? Hey, they've got some fun pictures here. Yeah, these are. Shout out to George Setti just joined us. By the way, He's Gio, right what up, Gio? 
Go ahead, Mike. These guys are great. I love this stuff. They're, they're helping the environment. They're helping us to live longer, and they're helping our furry friends to uh, to live indefinitely. So and I love these guys. And, you know, to nice. live in, in a better environment, and so we certainly love that. Um, uh, so that's all true, and, but the name of the account is actually... Drink all drink all drink all true. So drink a l t r u. That's on yep. Instagram. Uh, it is worth noting that, as you said, GeoCity just joined us, but GeoCity was just referenced by Chris Hill, who said, "Where's George? He sure would have a lot to say on this breakfast cereal topic." So we'll have to get George's opinion at some other episode. Instead, we're going to go over to, to TV's Ming Chen. Social media, follow the week. Yes, uh, this is a uh, Instagram account uh, at Bubbles and Brews Vegas. Um, something you may be interested in. I this like is the brews, a, yeah. This is a small mobile cart with uh, one, two, three, I believe four tap handles here. Okay. Where they drive these around to uh, various events where you can get rose, champagne, but beer as well. Um, I would love to see uh, this is a little three wheeled vehicle. I believe it's built in Italy. <laughs> Look at this thing. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I would love to see one with completely with Ross Brewing with the Navisink uh, Porter. Navisink IPA. Navisink Passaic IPA. Porter. That's Passaic okay. Porter. It's been two years. Yes, with all the uh, you know the Oyster Stout. Oh, we got to get the Oyster Stout. Yes, sure. all of them in here. I would love to see us driving on Red Bank Ocean. So I wonder, is this something that maybe, let's say we're going to expand our distribution to Vegas. Could yes. we rent this? You know, We could definitely rent this and fill it up with uh, Ross Brewing beer. Yes, I so. love it. Bubbles and Brews. This Bubbles is pretty cool. Is this something you ever saw? Saw like in real life when you were in Vegas. Or? Um, I was at a speakeasy in Vegas, and I met the mother-in-law daughter duo who run this thing. So mother-in-law daughter-in-law, presumably. Okay, wow. Yeah, uh, just it's someone's uh, mother-in-law and her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> just somebody's mother-in-law. <laughs> and her daughter. And somebody you else's know. daughter. And, uh, well, this is a bonus uh, social media follow. This is a Brittany Westwood double underscore. Oh. Uh, this is the woman who I met. Um, this is the daughter. There's of, a number uh, of spellings on Brittany. Which one are we going with? Uh, Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. Mm, that's why Westwood asked. underscore underscore double underscore. And, uh... Nice. As you can see, um, yeah, she's... Is a, she the mother-in-law? That's what I'm hoping she for. She's not the mother-in-law. She's the daughter. So whoever the son is, he's very lucky. We'll put it that way. And uh, she's uh, ha- half of the duo oh, running. Oh, I understand. Running, this, this, this makes more sense now. <laughs> Does it now? Okay. All right. I, I love you pull this up, and uh, Peeps Show Jess is on there. And that's going to be my media follow of the week <laughs> next week. <laughs> Peeps Show Peep Jess. Show Jess. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, the golden Why nugget wasn't too you? far from there last. Oh man! Yeah, this is uh, Brittany Westwood underscore underscore. Anyone who? Wow! Oh, yeah. Well, she's a well endowed young lady. She, uh, she's very healthy. Yes. Holy cow! Very All right. That's what. That's a lot of bubbles and bruises. That's what. That it does is a for you. big it smile. Is. There are at least two big bubbles right there. <laughs> it is big fan of Brittany Westwood. Yeah, chance meeting at a uh, dive bar in. I'm uh, sorry, four bubbles right there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> four, hot yeah. damn. Like, yeah, I mean the, the uh, yeah the fun never ends with Brittany Westwood. So my apologies, folks. <laughs> That's what he always say. All right, Mo, listen before you give us your social media follow of the week, yep. because I'm sure that you have it ready by now. But I've before, got it. I've but, got it. but but before you do, why don't you tell us what, what did you do this past weekend? Where were you? What did you do? Yeah, so I uh, I took a a quick trip over to Las Vegas. Oh, just enjoyed wow, the weekend how, there with a bunch of friends and family. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a great All story. Right. All right. That's so, it. So, <laughs> and, you, and you tell it so well with such enthusiasm. So why don't you go ahead and give us your follow of the week, my friend? 
<laughs> All right. So uh, it's a Instagram account at Devin Cow. At Devin. And so this, yeah. So this account was actually created to uh, to no basically uh, you know go after Devin Nunes and, and, and really just uh, you know he they're poking fun at uh, at Devin uh, at Devin Nunes who has about four hundred and thirty thousand followers. I think it's Devin and his Nunes cow. cow. And his oh, cow actually has two hundred thousand more followers than he does. Come on, stop so all, it! So all he does is just you know every time Devin Nunes posts something, this guy just rips all over him. So 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 give us a little background for those of us who aren't into the DC scene or don't know who uh, who certain representatives are from certain states. Who's Devin Nunes and why are we making fun of him? Yeah, so Devin Nunes he sits on the uh, intelligence committee and uh, he was supposed to. Um, you know, basically uh, do some oversight with Donald Trump, but he never did. And so essentially, uh, in order to uh, bring light to that situation or, or at least, you know, shine some light on that situation, um, you know, this uh, this account was created because, in fact, Devin, I believe, does have a, uh, a farm, which he uh, collects some subsidies on. And um, his cow apparently uh, created his own Twitter account. Well, listen, I mean, with yeah. genetic engineering, we're able to do these days is amazing. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I'm sure that cow and, is going to do very well. And, be, and because of, because of uh, the, the amount of abuse that Devin has taken from this cow account, uh, I think he sued Twitter for about $20 million. All right, good luck, pal. That's all I have to say. Right. There. <laughs> uh, pr- here's, my, here's my Mo prediction. He'll get exactly zero. Um, right. All right, ready? Uh, I'm going to give mine. And um, we get back to in, in the vein of some of the others I've given before, Life of Europe, Center Relax. This one's called Hello underscore Rooftops on Instagram. Hello underscore Rooftops. And uh, basically it's this kind of stuff that I love to look at, which is all these uh, different travel scenes. Um, he, uh, uh, in this particular account gets all over the world, not just Europe, it's all over the world, of shots taken from above, maybe from a drone, uh, maybe from a helicopter. Uh, I think the most recent one uh, is, um, is uh, of, the, of the Colosseum-like arena in Verona, Italy. Yes. Um, um, and wow. Yeah, it's beautiful, Ooh, right? Hogwarts. It really is. <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, Hogwarts or, um, or you know what else when that looks like, Mike? That looks like maybe... Edoras, the uh, the home of the Rohirrim, as uh, led by Aramis Carl Urban in yes. uh, in Lord of the Rings. Very um, nice. So anyway, this is another guy with this great eye. You know, he's going around, he's looking, and and what he'll do is, if you take a great picture of some scenic, uh, um, you know, thing that would fit his criteria, and tag him in it, you know, he'll use yours and he'll give you photo credit as well. So. Uh, it's great. Just another one of these great sites where you can see the world, put your wish list together, put your bucket list together, say these are places that I need to go, um, and it's just one of these accounts I love to have. Yeah, Mike Sapsik, do you think the secret rooftop here at the Shared Nero's podcast studio would qualify for uh, Hello Rooftops? I think it should. Was Kay. that me? That wasn't me. That you get a great else. view of the 7-Eleven across the street it's here amazing. in Newtown, New Jersey. Actually, it's beautiful. If you look out um, to the... Um, to the actually northeast, northwest. Northwest. Oh, sorry. Yes. You look out towards the northwest, mm-hmm. you can see the glory that is the Navasink Hills. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Good, good view up there. Very interesting. Okay, look, we see. I wouldn't recommend doing it uh, on noon 
on July 4th, maybe one of the hottest days in the summer. But uh, it's what we did. But maybe at night on July 4th, seeing the fireworks? You, we could have seen the fireworks from like five or six different Listen, municipalities. I'm seeing here, I've seen Florence, I've seen Paris, I've seen what I think is Prague. I can't think why Eatontown, New Jersey wouldn't fit in as well. No, I, I agree with you. Um, but all right, so we're going to move Actually, on. Actually, I can, but that's beside <laughs> the point. All right, so moving on, we're going to get right back to what we promised the audience. Oh. We're, get, we're getting the combat trivia, Ooh-wah. ladies and gentlemen. All right. All right? And we didn't get to it last week, but, but we're going to reset where we were, and then we're going to move right into it. So resetting where we were, I believe uh, we've got, <clears throat> we've got uh, Ming and Todd. Tied with a very respectable 18 points apiece. We've got Mo just ahead of them with 21 points. Mike ahead of him with 26. And John right there with 27. So we're all very close. One good round from anyone will vault them into first place. So uh, we'll go in um, in reverse order here um, in terms of in terms of points. So Todd, uh, you won the coin flip before the show started. So you're going to go first. Love what it. was your topic what was your topic this week? Well, in honor of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I uh, selected Pulp Fiction. Great topic. Okay. I have um, what I, I threw out there uh, before the mm-hmm. yep. before the we started doing this. Um, maybe we could all take turns doing um, like all of the one-point questions one week. All the three-point questions another week, and all the five-point questions the next week. So, oh, how so, does that so, sound? So, so I, th- I think it's a great idea, and Let's I think it's next week. Though. I was gonna say, I, I, <laughs> I, I think we would have to prepare for it going into it, but I think it could also alleviate. You know, one of our issues is in the segment maybe taking a little longer than we wish because then we won't have to worry about okay, who's right. gonna do the one? Yep. Who's gonna do? It's an excellent idea, Mike. I think at this point we may still have to go with the default methodology. Okay. So uh, in that case, well, I think only one so, viewer ever mentioned that it was it took too long. And that was Baby of Fairhaven, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> when he or she <laughs> just make it quick. We'll put a, we'll put a timer on each other. Savagely. Right? All right. If Savage. you want to do it that way, Todd. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. I have a one and a three. I don't, I, I don't know I if actually, anybody wants. What do, you, I have, what do you have? I have a one. Yeah, I have a one. Okay. Go for all right, it. You wanna, all right. Yeah. Here we go. For Pulp Fiction, Todd, what is the name of the restaurant that is robbed by Honey Bunny and Pumpkin? Oh. What is the name of Do the restaurant? Do they name the restaurant? The, the restaurant just, has just a Google name. It, the restaurant appears in an external shot, I think, in the third story um, when they come back to that scene. And I believe it is the Hawthorne Grill. That is very correct. Wow. Very good. Oh, which I what? believe may still be there. Nice. In I got Hawthorne, I got, California. Hold on a second. Hold on. We're gonna start. Oh, I forgot. Go, I forgot. Uh, there's the part where we have to keep score. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. So that's. That's Todd. a tough one. <laughs> but that, that's, I, I, that's I, the I, only I, kind I, of ones Mike very gives. Tough, you know that, Sorry, I don't. I don't. I've, fuck I've got a three. If you guys mess around, go for it. Hold on a second. Before Mo does the three, before you do that three, I'll go to the Hawthorne Grill. Ming and Mo. Each yeah. of you take a look at your three. Yeah, I'll defer to Mo. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, but is there anything you could do to turn your three into a five? Mm. No. Yeah, probably. Probably. Well, you're welcome to add bonus points at any juncture as of well. I've only I seen 20 to. minutes of Pulp Fiction, so. Oh. Oh my God. Okay. I, 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 That's I would 20 give minutes it to more than I would have thought. Okay. We'll wow. All right. Um, <laughs> I didn't have honest, a five guys. prepared, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can turn my three into a five. So, uh, Mo, you go ahead with a three. Yeah, I okay. defer to you, Mo. So, Todd. Uh, 
where did you actually see Pulp Fiction? That's not the question, but where where did you see Pulp Fiction? At home, at the movies? I, I, I'll tell you a very, very quick story. I saw it in the movie theater with a uh, fan of the podcast, Rob McCutcheon, down when we were at school at Georgetown in D.C. We went to, I think it was a theater in Virginia, on opening night. And this was well, obviously, before you're able to buy tickets in advance. So we showed up to try to get tickets for this film on that Friday opening night, and it was sold out. We were seeing it that night, though, so we bought tickets for the later show, and to kill time, went in to see Sylvester Stallone and Sharon Stone in... Um, that's not Sliver. No, no, not Sliver. That was Billy Baldwin. Right, 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 right. Um, the Specialist. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Oh, he's, God. An, he's an assassin who assassinates people through the very precise method of demolition. Right. Oh, you got to carry over from watched, Demolition uh, Man. We watched this. So it, it was literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Followed That's where you by got one the, the idea for the Demolition well, Man. The reason, the reason why I ask is because my question is how many definitions are shown for the word pulp? Before oh, the movie starts, good, good one. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm pretty sure there is. And what two. are they? There are, there are two definitions. I think okay. it, and I can't quote it, but I think it defines uh, like the paper product and then the type of, of genre that is pulp. So you got you got it right in terms of how many. It's two. One is a soft, moist, question. shapeless mass. And then the second is a magazine or book containing lurid subject matter. So being characteristically, yeah. So I don't know how how we. Uh, I think I think. Well, your question was how many. So I would say we give me that. You know. All right. <laughs> he's, All right. He's got you on the All right. We'll get. We'll give, we'll him, give the, him. We'll give him the three. We'll, we'll give him the three. We'll give him the three. I'm going to give him the five. Okay. I love it. All right. And you know, hope. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully you didn't just watch the movie last night in an effort to uh, to bolster. No, I watched it. I watched it a week ago in an effort to, to <laughs> okay, bolster, right. up bolster it that week. Episode. Gotcha. <laughs> sure. Um, there are five chapters. Oh, there are five chapters in Pulp Fiction. Wow. Okay, this is not the hardest five-point question, but it is in five parts. You'll get a point for each chapter that you can correctly name. And Mo, how are we doing on the breathing? Five chapters named on screen? That's correct. Wow. I don't think that's true. All right, tell me, tell me what Uh-oh. you think. What do you think? Um, well, all right, so you start okay, off. Okay, with- actually, I'll, 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 I'll take a step back. There's three named on screen. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, there are three named on screen because you asked for that qualifier. So there's three named on screen, and then there are two others, which I will allow you to name and give you a degree of leeway depending on how you name them. Go. Okay, so you know, we start off in uh, the aforementioned Hawthorne Grill at the uh, the the where they're you know they start to hold up the um, the establishment. Uh-huh. That is that is one of the ones that is not named on screen. Um, so what do you want me to make up a name for it? But that well, is, no, that but is the, there's a canonical name that uh, Tarantino uses. So um, you may know that name, or you may be able to guess that name. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I don't know if it's in reference to Honey Bunny and uh, uh, what's his name there, but they. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know the the, the canonical name. Let's of it. come I know back to. Let's come back to it. We can, you can derive it. Let's get to the three that are named on screen. 
All right, so then we go over to um, to Vincent Vega and Jules talking in the car and all that. That that basically kicks off Vincent Vega and Marcellus Wallace's wife. Whoa, bingo! That's Bam. a point right nice. there. You got it, brother. Then that all goes through the uh, the entire sequence of um, you know going to Jackrabbit Slims and everything that happens with uh, with her, and then uh, we end that. We start up with um, uh, what's his name telling the story. Christopher of Walken. Christopher Walken telling the story of the gold watch. How did he? Oh. How did he get when he was deep in country? How did he get that watch out? <laughs> Why do you ask Sorry, that, that thing in his question? Ass for two years. <laughs> yeah, do it, Mike. Do it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. That's good. That uncomfortable hunk. That uncomfortable I... hunk of metal up his ass. <laughs> up his ass. So that what's na- great? What, what I never really, I mean, I, I realized it, but what I enjoyed on a, on a re, on a recent re, rewatch one is, week ago, it's a lengthy monologue, obviously, where he's going through, you know, Major yep. Coolidge and his granddad Dane Coolidge and all of that kind of stuff, and. Uh, He's telling this whole story, but that last bit about the un- uncomfortable hunk of metal out of like that part comes at you really fast right at the end. You're just like, wait, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah, that's it's that's great. that's out of left field or out of out of his ass. So that's the gold watch, and then the the gold third, watch is another point for you, by the way. Go ahead. The third uh, starring uh, Mr. Tarantino is uh, named after his wife. Uh, that being the Bonnie situation. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. That wow. was, that's nice. three right there. Wow. Now, wow. to help you get the other two points, and this is a five-point question. It's not a gimme. You already earned 60% of the points. But for that, for the remaining two segments, for each of them, there's two potential answers that we'll accept. So you can come at it from one way or another, but if you do it either way, you'll get the points. Um. Yeah, I. I uh, Sounds fre- like a hard question. Hard. Frequent, <laughs> frequent Tarantino collaborator Tim Roth, of course, the star of those both segments that we're talking about, right? So yep. go ahead and just throw a guess out there because this is part of the reason why combat trivia does take a while. <laughs> I, I I got nothing for it. I mean, like I said, the opening scene is them robbing the place. The ending scene is with him again, where um, you okay. have the so that's sort an of opening and an ending. So there's probably something you can think of there. Let's just move it along. Okay, so <laughs> it's called prologue or diner part one, and the other one's called epilogue or diner part two. <laughs> we would have accepted any of those. And you went with the 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 judicious uh, uh, you know choice to make no guess. So there were some free points Prologue you left in the and t- epilogue. All right. Yeah. So or diner part Again. one and diner part two. So, uh, but that said, recap. You got one. You got three. You got three. You got seven points right there. So we're gonna move on. Very to Very healthy. Nice. We're gonna move on to nice. Other eighteen point score. No bonus points offered. I love it. Keep going. <laughs> wow. The level of winching. Wow. Who knew? Who knew? Sal- All right. Salty Mike. Ming Chen. Ming yes. Chen. Yes. From AMC's comic that. book, man. Yes. Your choice of topic, my friend. Yeah, it's uh Jane Sound Bob Strike Back, uh in in uh tribute to Jane Sound Bob Reboot. Uh going on tours starting in October. 
The New Jersey date has been announced at Paramount Theater in Asbury Park, uh, October nineteenth. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we should we should do we should do something there. We should. Well, you will be anyway, but yeah, I'll All probably right. be there. Yeah, but uh, go to Reboot Roadshow to uh, check cities. <laughs> and, and this is the uh, other reason why and buy your tickets. But uh, yeah, go so ahead. Long. Any anybody, fire away. Jane, somebody. I've got back. I've got a one pointer. Okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna let you do your one. You know, you do your one. Go, okay, go go go. go, go. Okay. All right, Ming Chen. Yes, Mike. TV's Ming Chen. The hardest one-point question ever. Yes. How many words does Silent Bob speak in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Mm, great question. How many words? How many does... words? Yes. Yeah. The sign said, "Careers of Hollywood." You stupid. I will tell you what. I'll give you within ten words. I give or take. By the way, by the way, hard uh, owner uh, Greg Pasella is online and uh, he hopes Mo is yeah. enjoying his Citron. No word on I, whether I he sure can help Ming on the, the, the one point question from Mike here. Oh, absolutely not. But uh, <laughs> I think Hey, if Greg it, wants to send some uh, hard stuff up here. That's right. That's right. For us to enjoy in studio. Is it in fact ten words? You, the it is not. says careers of Hollywood, you stupid effing mm. No. Okay. Am I even in the range? Is ten words? His guess of ten is that within ten? No. Oh. Okay. okay. So there's not. So there's no. Then. There's no interpretation. What is the? Uh, what do you have the, the quote? Number, it is. I do not have the quote, but I know that it is 104 words he speaks in the entire what? film. Yes. Yep. 104. Wait. What else does he words. say? I know he yells at Jay for the Chris of Hollywood. That I would not have guessed. What else he does says, he say? Damn it, Beefus. Yes, and Does he uh, he's speaking he's, the blunt case. Why, he I, says a couple things. He's hundred four more than yes. That's yeah. it's the most that's, he speaks that's in not, any. That's not silent then, but that's but not. He's, right. But Kevin is a conundrum wrapped in a riddle. <sighs> what else does he say in the movie? Wrapped in though? a jersey and jorts. Okay. So wow. Um, I've got a three point question, but okay. before I give my three point yes. question. Does that mean either of our other two knuckleheaded friends were able to come up with a five-point question? I have question? no way that I have a five-point okay, question. Okay, so with man. three weeks of prep time, we have not <laughs> been able to come up with a five-point question. I've got point. three solid number one and, and, a, and a okay number three. Put them together. Todd, how about you, my friend? Yeah, uh, Mo's got mine. Oh, no, my God. boy. <laughs> Guys. Did you sit there and count the words that he said? I did, actually, but that's beside the point. What else does he say, though? Do you remember? I, uh, no. I. Oh, you don't? I okay. did this... Four weeks okay. ago, man. Well done, well done. I mean, Three weeks ago. I love that you have a paper. Like you prepared. I did. Uh, listen, he's prepared. prepared. He's prepared. Well, what is your three-point question? I'm All sure right. within the time allotted that maybe we could come up with something. Sure, sure. So, so here's my three points. Very simple. Okay. Where did I see the movie, and who did I see it with? No, I'm teasing. Uh, I'm, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> no. The lovely Suzanne, and well, you got you got that right. And at the, the, uh, the it AMC would have Mammoth Mall. No, it would have probably been the Shrewsbury. No, no, no. James no, Allen Bob. Come back. on, guys. Two thousand one. Um, it was Staten Island. No, 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 no. It was the Hazlitt. Multiplex. Multiplex. There was only six oh, back shit. in the day. Right. I remember right. that, yes. So, wow. uh, but that's not your real question. Okay. No, Here's a real question. Okay. In a crossover nod to a, uh, another franchise that I can't name during the question, okay. who played the, the uh, I guess, the federal marshal? Uh, I'm sorry, the, the, um, the, the wildlife official, Marshall Will and Holly. Yes, that would be Will Ferrell. Okay, my correct, correct. Yes. And that's in reference to what series? Right. Uh, that would be uh, Land of the Lost. That's correct. Uh, that's correct. Will and Marla, Will and Holly Marshall. I that's, believe. That's right. That's name. right. Yes. Good. All right. So you got your three points right there. Yeah, and uh, right, can, I'll expand that. Uh, 
Uh, Chris Rock plays a character called uh, Chaka. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sh- right, Chaka. Yeah. Chaka, yeah, yeah. Chaka, yeah. Chaka, Chaka yes. which is Chaka also Man. yeah, Chaka Man, which is Chaka also Man. a reference to Land of the Lost. That's right. I'm trying to remember if there are any other Land of the Lost references in. Uh, wow, I mean that could Jason be a whole other uh, yeah. podcast. I think that um, might be a breaking down. Did James, Jay call uh, anyone? Did he ever strike say... back for Land of the Lost references? Yeah. Snoochy Slee Stack? No, nothing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, I do want to, if I may brag for a second, Go uh, for it. as uh, maybe, many of you may not know, uh, me, Mike, Brian, and Walt did one day on Jane Sound Bob Reboot. Uh, if we didn't get cut out, which we very well could be, it's not an essential scene. No, it was not. But if we did not, <laughs> no, get, you guys, you we guys did not get cut out, we were, we were, we were in the movie. And uh, afterwards, after our performance, uh, Diedrich Bader, as you know, uh, oh, yeah, from sure. Jane Sound Bob Strike Back, came up to me and was like, hey, man, great job. And then he left. I never saw him again. Wow. It's pretty high praise from a guy who... Uh, I would say. Uh, who was Batman. He was Batman, for God's sake. Batman. Not only that, but he was uh, in Office Space. Yes, he was. Uh, he's, I mean, he's Dirt Rock from stuff. the Sun? No, no, no. What, what, what series was he on? Drew uh, Carey. Up, yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. That's right. What did he do? Who's I had him as some anyway? 90s sitcom, yeah. Who's lying anyways, anyways yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen. That's, you, with a five-point question? Or if you a, hadn't been on so, AMC's comic book, that could be your claim to fame. Yes. But go ahead. Mo. Yes, Mo Youssef. So this could be the easiest five-point question of all time. Okay. Oh, man, you're catapulting to the I top guess so. here. All right. right. When Jay and Silent Bob are running from the guards on the Merrimax lot, yes. Who do they? Uh, what was special about the guy they knocked over? Who did they knock over? Ooh. I think it has to start with that. Ooh. They knock over. They knock over a lot of guys. Um, ooh. Is there any sort of maybe? Um, <laughs> is there any frame of reference here? Is there is there is there a hint that makes it somewhat attainable? Uh, Kevin later uh, wrote something about this uh, person. Is it Daredevil? There you go. Oh, all right. Yes. Wait, wait. Remind me of that they, scene because I'm not recalling. They knocked over a guy in the Daredevil costume, and later. Kevin had written. Oh wow! Uh, really? Yeah. Yes. And starred in Daredevil with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's a he had a nice part. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually an extended. So yeah, they're running. They run through the set of a, a, a Daredevil movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. very quick. That's right. But that's in a deleted scene, uh, Jake <laughs> comes over and he yells out. He's like, "Comics!" And he sees the oh Daredevil. Oh There's like a like a one minute scene of Daredevil fighting off uh, bad guys, and Kevin decided it was you know it, it was not essential to the plot. So he cut that part out. But if you watch the extended DVD, I love see it. Daredevil on there. Um, right, Jen's favorite part of the DVD, the extended version. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, eight points from Ming Chen. Oh, all right. right. Yeah, Thank you, Mo. You nice. We got three. We got five. That's eight right there. Yeah. So. Mike's asking with the hardest one-point question ever. But all right, bud. Listen, the one and the five, <laughs> you balance out. All right, listen, we're going to move up next in the That's rankings. Right. A lot of hard questions. He's going to be Mighty Mo Youssef. Mighty Mo Youssef Uh-oh. coming in with 21 points. And your topic is... Waterboy, everybody's oh. favorite H2O guy. All right. I love it. I love it. Um, I think there's a number of point questions out there. So let's start with we're going to work backwards. Does what? anybody have, a, we're not going to ask back, we're going to work backwards so we can get the right order here. Uh, this is why we need to do something mm-hmm. like what yeah. Mike's proposing. Who does have a five point Waterboy question? I do. Okay. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. That's not helpful in the least. Mike, do you have a three? I do have Very a impartial. three that okay. I could probably stretch into a five. Pat may have one. I think I've got a good three. 
Okay. And so- for the sake of this segment, can we refer to it as All True Boy? <laughs> yes, that would be great. The Altar Boy. Yes. All right. Which is not to be Coconut confused flavor. with an altar boy. Because I don't want the Catholic Church okay. suing us. All right. So I'm going to give you a one point. Mine could be a five. I'm sure. I, I, uh, I you, could go. You, you guys think on it. I'm going to give you, Mo, a true one point question. Okay. This is in the spirit. Yes, sir. This is in the spirit of combat trivia. A one point question. You should be able to get this. WWE superstar. Captain Insano. That, but you don't know where I was going to go. Okay. The correct, the correct answer. The correct answer is Captain Insano. That is correct. As portrayed by current WWE superstar, The Big Show. At the, the Big t- Show. My question was, at the time, he was a WCW star wrestling under which name? Don't worry. Wasn't he always the... No, no. Wasn't always, he wasn't always the big show. We saw uh, him live at the Meadowlands. We were there with Lou Bourdon. Yeah. He was the giant. He was the giant. He was the giant in Oh, was he? But that's uh, all right. All right. You said Captain Insano. That's your one point. I'm glad you yeah. did blurt it out. And I'm sorry. You. I saw it coming. You know, as soon as you said WCW. Well, I wouldn't want you not to get WWE. the one point. So you got the Thank one you. point. And so there we Thank go. You. And so, uh, you know, you got the giant wrong. But that's mm. okay. Uh, Paul Wright, the giant. There you go. And so now we're well, a little help from Pat. All right. I think mine can be a five. Pat got it right. Okay. Oh, you can do a five? Yeah. All right, Todd, I'll take a three then. All right. Uh oh. Mo, you ready? Yes, sir. All right. What wrestling move does Bobby use to flatten his opponent in the final game of the season? And who was that opponent? <laughs> Can I ask, before you answer that, Mo, I'll give you a second to think about it. I'm curious, considering we were going to get to all this last week, how long has Mike been carrying around that piece of paper? <laughs> I'll tell you. That's the five-point question, Todd. Don't do it before the yeah. three-point question. It does have a certain rank quality to it. It may have accompanied him to the Oof. bathroom more than once. Oof. <laughs> well, he uses the, uh, the patented power bomb. Okay. And he used it on number 72, Meanie. Very good, Mo. Excellent. All right. All, there you go. One, one wow. point five and yeah. 1.5. And that's how you get to three. That's how you get to three. Okay. And so then we're going to throw it out to Todd for the five-point question on the water boy. Can Mo sweep? Okay. Uh, five-point question on Waterboy. The director of Waterboy is someone who's worked with uh, Adam Sandler on many of his big films. Can you name that director and the cameo role that he plays in the movie? No, wait, now so wait. let's call it two and a half points apiece. Quick pull that up on IMDb. That is an no, excellent name. He directed I... Wedding Singer. He directed... Nope, uh, I have no, I, I, no, I, I don't know. Oh, man, I thought start I to finish at least no. half of that one. Um, let's see how I can help you out. The first name's Frank. Last Anything? name Rizzo. Frank Rizzo. Darabont. Frank Weir. It's Frank Darabont. Well, it's not Dan Fouts. It's not Coach Bully. It's not Rob Schneider. You no, can I'm do stumped. it, Mo. You can do it. All right. He <laughs> plays he plays someone in the movie that is related to uh, to Adam Sandler's character, Bobby Boucher. 
he's uh, he, the dad. He plays uh, his dad. Plays the dad. Can you pull out his name at least? The father's name in the movie. No. Sorry, I'm I'm just like blanking out on on the. Can you remember anything this. about him physically? Did he have some <laughs> sort of club foot, perhaps? <laughs> Did he have a mighty? Yeah, hump? He, had cross, he had cross eyes, and uh, <laughs> he wanted to be just like Tiger Woods and his daddy. <laughs> Director of uh, Wedding Singer, Click, Waterboy, Around the World in 80 Days. That's Frank Karachi, his name is. All right. Good friend of Adam Sandler's, and he played um, Bobby's father. Gave him his name, Roberto. 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 Damn it, I should have got that. By the way, uh, Mo, you and I did see that movie together in the theaters. So, Todd, given the the criteria that you laid out there, how many points would you award uh, award Mo on that five-point question? One? Uh, you guys tell me. <laughs> no, 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 It's always the rule. This is this is at your discretion. It's a question asker. I, I know what it's like to blank on it. I think he pulled out. Uh, he pulled out that it was his father. I'll give him a point for that one. Thank you. Savage. Okay. All Much right. respect. <laughs> I, I would have gave you a point for the crossed eyes too, but that's okay. That's okay. All right. So. Um, <laughs> All right, so listen. <laughs> John's just, uh, I'm just rubbing it in your face, Todd. I'm a better friend. I would have given the point for the crossed eyes. But that's beside All right, the point. So listen, you got a one, you got a three, you got one and a five. So that's five points there for Mo. Now we're going to move on to Mike. Mike is next up. Mike, your topic is Animal House, the movie, not Delta House, oh, the TV show. Thank God. Okay. Because no one, no Shit, that one. That was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> All right. Well, that was. If that's the one point question, I'll take your one point. Thank you, Todd. I've got. I've got a five point in this case. Okay. All righty. I've got a solid number one. Ming, do you have a solid anything? I don't. Ming has no solids. <laughs> that's what she said. Get get him some hard. All right, so Todd, maybe you come up with the um, the one point. Three. Mo's got a one. Oh, Mo. Okay, so then in that case, go ahead, Mo. What magazine provided inspiration for the film? That would be National Lampoon. What magazine is in the title of the movie? <laughs> National Lampoon's. Okay, Animal I've House. got. I, I've got a one. I've got a one. <laughs> oh I'll take God. the one. Yeah, I'll oh, take the man. one. Oh my gosh! Go ahead. Um. What word does Professor Jennings write on the chalkboard during his lecture? Oh, my God. What a great question. Um, That's a one point. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. is. Wow. That's no idea. I've never, never seen this movie. What? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mo, do you remember as part of the St. John student government, we uh, broadcast this movie in the student union room? Yeah. And there was a lot of popcorn consumed that night. Yeah, okay. John, you mentioned a potential future segment of pop culture confessions. There's one of mine. That's it right there, yeah. Seen bits and pieces, you know, in, in, in general pop culture, really? but I've never, I've never seen this movie. They're talking wow. about Dante's Inferno. That's right. What was Milton trying to say? Oh, my God. What, uh... I believe that was uh, Donald, Donald Sutherland. That was Donald Sutherland. Uh, oh my god, what was it? Um, he didn't wear his pants much in the movie. No, he did not. Thank you for putting that image in my head. I had the picture right there, and now I'm seeing his ass. What the hell, Mel? Come on. Um, oh my god. The, uh, was, the oh, right. uh, 
wasn't it uh, good? Good was the name. Good was the word, was it not? G O O D. No. Oh, uh, damn it. According to my research, it was not good. Uh, it is. You got the book right. Uh, talking about Milton, it's related. Not to evil. That. Wasn't evil. He did not very evil. You're getting warmer or hotter. Uh, oh hell! Oh, now you're now no, you're on no, fire. Oh, um, <coughs> not Hades. It wasn't Hades, was it? No. Uh, da, 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 da. What was Milton trying to say that being good was a devil? No, it was devil. No. Was it the word inferno? No, I don't think it was inferno. It wasn't inferno? Was it? No. No, it was a word. Uh, Go ahead. Made. Uh, Made made very popular by Dana Carvey in Saturday Night Live. It was Satan. Satan. Uh, Satan. Okay. Oh boy. I, I feel no. bad. Was that one harder than a one? All right. So thought, let's say that's that, all right. No. Let's say that was the three. Give that as the three. Okay. And then we'll give him O's for the one. Oh, that's just hard. And I give I give him a point. I give him a point for getting the book and the and the context. Okay. So on the three, he's going to get a one. But on the one, Mo. Yeah, you got another one, Mo. That's you know not in the title. Nothing. Uh. <laughs> All right, we'll get we'll give him the one on National Lampoon. Uh, here's my. I, I feel like I'm stealing. Well, listen. Here's my five. All right, let's. Uh, but on my five, you have the opportunity to earn up to nine. Okay, so, then I refuse the one. The one. No, don't, don't refuse uh, anything. Take oh this. Oh my Take god! This. I right. know you're gonna rattle these off right. as you are want to do. But that's part of combat trivia. Listen, there are nine named members. Of Delta Tau Chi in the movie. Yes. Nine named members. The fact that you just said yes with such relish uh, uh, definitely scares me. But go ahead. You'll get a point for every one you name. D-Day. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Played Otter. by the legendary Bruce McGill. Yes. Right, I oh, guess. I love him. Um, Otter. Mm-hmm. Pinto. Yep. Everyone forgets Pinto. Okay. Bluto. Yeah. Flounda. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Hoover. Yep. Uh now it's going to get a little harder. Mm, 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 mm. That's what she said. Everyone thought the stork was... Re- uh, <laughs> everyone thought the stork had brain damage. You got it. Um, is that... That's not all nine. That's uh, that's seven, seven right there. You got two more. Uh, One, I would say, is a much bigger part than the other. Uh, um, until Boone. Right, there you go. That's eight. Uh, Boone and... Mm-hmm. Uh, um... I gave my love a cherry. Ah, Jesus, who am I missing? It's a very small part. It's oh, uh, uh, you got you got you know you got Boone. That was the big part. Peter Riegert, of course. I love Peter Riegert. He was great. Um, and Stork, Stork. Everyone thought the Stork was Stork. Stork is actually to me that's. I mean, you, you got the very hard one. Yeah, and he was amazing. He was uh, yep. Doug Kenny. Yep. Uh, the one of the writers of that. Right, and and I think did he give himself was it one or two lines maybe two lines. Two lines yeah. I know what I had a boner and I know what a boner is. Um, <laughs> and oh God, I'm. I. You're currently at. I'm at eight, eight. Eight out of nine. Eight out of nine. Oh, uh, you know what? Rather than drag this on, let's put me out of my mercy. So Chris Miller played Curtis Wayne Hardbar Fuller. 
Okay, the only other named member in the film. Okay. Uh, and it's really nothing more than, I would say, uh, like a glorified uh, cameo type yeah, appearance. You know? Pretty much an but, but you got Stork, okay, and, that's, and that's the other one that in, in this position many people would not get. Everyone thought the Zapsic was brain damaged. <laughs> so let's <laughs> see. We're going to give you eight and one and one. So you're at ten. All right. And now, uh, now it's going to be yours truly, John. It is and John. John's going to choose your fellow AMC series, The Walking Dead. The Crucible. No. The, the, the Rubicon. I, 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 I was the guy that loved Rubicon. I wish there were more of us that so would have right. made a season two. But there was only one, and that was me. But anyway, we're going to go with The Walking Dead. Okay. Who's got the one, the three, and the five? Boys, I have a solid one. Start us off. All righty. Does anyone have a three and a five? Uh, yeah, I guess I got a three. Okay. Todd, five? Mo, five? I'm yeah, loaded with it. ones and threes. I um, can combine them. Todd, you got a five? I'm working on it. All right, good man. Then we'll come to you. Okay. What spaghetti day? Now, listen to this. Okay. <laughs> what spaghetti day was moved from when to when... And by whom? In season, in in the uh, what I would like to call the prison season. Okay. So that's what I would like to call not a one point question. Oh, but 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 <laughs> that, but that's perfectly valid. Mike, Mike is famous for those. All's fair in love, war, and combat <laughs> trivia, folks. Uh, so it was moved. The question is from when to when by whom? By whom? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought you would, like I thought you'd have it right there when I said spaghetti <laughs> the day. Are here. What spaghetti? <laughs> oh my god. Um and I'll I'll tell you it was um in the infirmary. Yeah. When they uh when they were they, all having that the yeah. super flu. Right, right. Well, so uh all right, well, we, we know it wasn't Glenn that moved it because he was worried, he was concerned with his own thing. So, yep. who still had their shit together then? Um, Tyrese was busy getting his girlfriend burned to death. Yes, he was. So, uh, Karen, um, so uh, by Carol. Who was lovely, um, by the way. Um, yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, by Carol Pelletier, she did that. So, who would have been in a position where they were still. I don't know. So maybe in an early sh- sign of leadership uh, that would blossom in later seasons, uh, is it maybe um, is it Maggie that moved it? Okay, that's wrong. All right, so we'll just uh, stop right there. Let, I'm, I'm gonna give Uh-oh. you a little. Oh. You can move it, step it back. Uh, it's someone that Maggie was related. All right. Well, we're gonna step it back, and we're gonna say it's our good friend who just happened to unfortunately pass away this year, and it'd be the character of Herschel. Now. Did he, he moved it from. Okay, so tacos are usually served on Tuesday. So was it Spaghetti Saturdays moved to Tuesday to fill a, a void with no tacos? No, it was. Okay. D- try that again. Oh. Come on. I'm, it's, this, come is, on. this is I one of my ta- hard ones. I, know, okay, I come can't on. take it, Mike. I can't take it. I don't deserve it at this point. But go ahead. To fill us in. Go ahead. It was a Spaghetti Tuesday to Wednesday okay, by right. Herschel Green, played by the inimitable. Scott Wilson. Yes. Rest in peace, Scott. Rest in, rest uh, in peace. You know, bit, was a fan for many, 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 many years and got to meet him, you know, and what wound up proving to be the last year of his life. 
with the assistance of, of Ming Chen right here, he took yes, myself and John Rossi in turn at Walker Stalker Con. Yes, we take care of our uh, uh, We appreciate our it uh, big time. We, uh, we got a great, great hug from him. Uh, no oh, spaghetti. He's amazing, right? But, um, but um, there's a zero right no, there. No, we're going to give you a point five because you did I'm, get, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking I'm, no, you can't. You never turn it down. Give him a point five. <laughs> My God, get out of here. You get a half a point. All then. right, all right. Who's got the three? Who's got the three point on I, uh, The Walking Dead? Very simple. Michonne. Michonne, very, very uh, popular character. Okay. Um, we assume we, we'd have no factual evidence of that. I believe this wasn't limited to just the comics, but they did mention her previous profession yes. at some point in the TV show. They uh, did. Do you know what her previous prese- uh, profession was before the zombie apocalypse? Um, they did a little flashback with her. I believe it was her boyfriend and her brother. Well, it was her boyfriend and her boyfriend's friend. And right. they, their names were Mike and Eddie, and they Whoa. Went, and they wound up becoming the two the pets. Uh, Michonne's so, pets. Exactly. Yes. yes. Uh, and I do remember she was working in her house, and they were there. So uh, perhaps it must be some sort of work from home profession. Um, so something she could work from home doing, yes, mm. but not a hundred percent. Okay, all right. No, she she would have to go out someplace. Right, very finely dressed, so uh, you know had to wear suits. She, yeah, she. It was a power position. Um, and uh, yeah. Okay, so and it's suit. It is. It's when you. When you see, when you find out what it was, you're like, yeah, I can see that. Mm. Well. I mean, that, and that, that in and of itself is a good hint, but uh, I'll defer there um, and not take... Not, you want to take a guess? Uh, yeah, well, something popped into my head immediately. Okay. I don't think it's right. Could be. And, it, and, and, it it, be. And, and it's never been referenced again in terms of skills that she's been using in the apocalypse, but I feel like she was in the accounting field. So what was it? Close. Close. What was, what was it? She was a lawyer. Yes. She was uh, a okay. Well, that now, now in that case, it makes a ton of sense because in this post-apocalypse environment, she's the one drafting the new constitution. She's drafting the agreement between the communities. Her skill and previous experience as a lawyer would make sense in that case. So, John, instead of getting zero points, I'm going to give myself a minus five no, for, for, no, for no, not no. not doing what no. I specialize at, which is intuiting the answer when I don't know it. So that's I'm very no minus five. Jeez, no, man, uh, we, no, we'd be in the hole if we all did that. Seriously, right? guys. I know. All right. Guys, that All right. sounds fair. One of you guys give me a five-point <laughs> question. i got to try to redeem myself here. All right. I, hey, Todd, I, nice I, new hat, man. I've got a five for you to let you climb back in it because I'm, 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 I'm going to uh, – with a normal person maybe going back to something from the first episode, uh, you might not be able to remember, but um, considering your pop culture encyclopedic mm. photographic memory, been proving so far. probably a gimme. But uh, – Maybe maybe we'll make it a, a two part question. Then uh, start off with um, in what manner? Or uh, let me say this: in, with what weapon does uh, Rick Grimes kill his first Walker? Oh, uh, I believe question. I, it is a great question. Excellent question. I love this series. I've seen every episode, but what I haven't done is a rewatch. So that first episode I saw the first night it aired, all those many years ago, I think. His first walker that he kills, well, first one I can remember, is the little girl outside the hospital. Um, maybe he kills some on his way out of the hospital, but I'm trying to visualize if I can see that. And my point but, is, wait, is he going in chronologically, chronological well, order? He, he wakes up in a hospital, not in in the order of the show. Yeah. Um, 
Todd, is that what it is? It's chronologically. Oh, okay, so there's two. Actually, there's two ways you can approach this. You're right. Yes. So let's get some but clarification here. For the. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm Todd. I remember. Uh, go the, ahead. The uh, the pilot is that all in the pilot? Yes. Yeah, the first episode. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Okay, so, um, well then, oh boy. I think the first time on camera. Yeah, there there is two approaches because there is a back and forth aspect to that first episode. It's uh, a hard question. Well, it should be for a five point question. It should be. So, and this is only part one of the two parts of this five point question. So the other part will be a bonus. All right. I'll well, listen. I mean, he did shoot the, the the little girl zombie in the head with his uh, sidearm or something, but um, you know, his his, uh, his pistol. But I think he when he woke up in the hospital. And the apocalypse was already raging, and the zombies were everywhere. He did have to get out of the hospital. And what would someone in a hospital bed have readily available to them? A Ford Escort. A bedpan, surely. Uh, but I don't think that's what he used. Um, I think... Did he use maybe... Did he break some glass and use an emergency axe? That was in the hospital, like a fire axe type thing. Is that what happened? A lot of breathing, not a lot of answers. Yeah, yes or no? Seems like that should be a, should be, should be a yes or it's no. not me. That's the audio of that first kill. It's on the uh, the the yard and the front yard of the um, African American family he holed up with. Yes, Morgan. Morgan. Okay, Morgan's house. When he bashed the guy in with a baseball bat. Okay. All right. Fine. So, what was the bonus question? Bono, well, you mentioned his sidearm. What? Uh, what is that? What kind of uh, oh gun is that sidearm? Oh boy! <laughs> Wish I was more of a gun nut. Um, it, it it looks like it has some stopping power. Um, and uh, it's such a part of his character that it's an embarrassing. I, I almost bought an airsoft version of it for the studio, and I decided, but they wouldn't ship to New Jersey. Oh really? Yeah. Well, listen. That's I was going to ship it to Atlanta and, and then uh, and then and then drive uh, it up. Drive it up. Ming or, was going to uh, drive it up. Or you can you can check bag. You can you can. Can you put a firearm in a check bag? You have to notify them first. I see. Uh, first of all, I just made the mistake of glancing down at the live feed. <laughs> oh no! And Susie Coco, the lovely Suzanne. <laughs> savaging me in the comments for not getting these. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm willing to do something for this show that no one ever, ever has been willing to do before. And I'm willing to take the first full zero on combat trivia. I have no choice but to say a 44 Magnum. And so what is the right answer? It was a 357 Magnum. Okay, so there you go. Wait, 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 wait. Rick Grimes is gone? Yeah, that's not that's not right. Wait, He's, unless he said it's a three fifty seven. Well, it's called the it's called Python. Is Cold that a three fifty seven Magnum? Okay, never mind. Uh, so they're inter- the terms are interchangeable. One thing's for sure: neither one of the terms are what I said. So we're gonna do something again, and I, w- the limits I'll go to, the lengths I will go to without limit, 
to, to put this podcast on the map, I just took the first zero in combat trivia history. So Well, it'll be talked about, and we know that. I know that. So, it was, was well-earned. So recapping, we've got <laughs> seven for Todd. We've got eight for Ming. We've got five for Mo. We've got ten for Mike. And we've got zero for John. That tells me, with a little quick math, John Ross, the internal tabulate the exact scores later, but Mike has catapulted into first place with 36 Whoa. points. Easily, yeah. Mike Zapsic. 36 points. Half, and listen, to 100. he spent the first part of the season in first place. He's reclaimed first place in a big fashion. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do, um, uh, or I'm going to briefly mention the, the, the second drink that we're drinking here, Ming. I brought this specifically, specifically because you mentioned last week that sours are have become your favorite type of Oh, for of sure. I love sours. I love sour profile. I love lemons. I love pickles. Uh, anything sour. So uh, listen, th- th- this is called... You're well, sleeping here in the studio tonight, right? You're just going to like lay down on that? I'll, I'll take the $20 Uber five minutes. <laughs> Good man. No, listen. He can recharge with some all-truth. <laughs> yeah, He'll be okay. Yeah, and a boy. Yeah. Um, it, it says a hangover cure. So, so listen. Uh, yeah. so, so, so guys, this what do is, we have here? This is Hopperpaw. Hopperpaw. So maybe they killed a rabbit or something. Hopperpaw. From Upland, but it's not called Upland Brewing Company. It's called Upland Sour Ales. And they're in Bloomington, Indiana. May I smell? Absolutely. Partake there. And oh, and wow. so that, that smells delicious. And on my recent Midwest trip, I picked this up at a shop out there. And uh and 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 this is coming in not quite the same level of alcohol, or right? this is not 13% like the keen stacking cask, but this is a healthy 7.8%. And uh, and so what they're doing here is they're billing it as a dry hopped ale aged in persimmon. And it's a combination of two of their favorite fruit, fruits. So persimmon, we understand. The other one is called pawpaw. Okay. P-A-W-P-A-W. As in pawpaw the Michigan pa- or pawpaw Michigan? I guess, or, or, or the pawpaw bears that okay. used to air on Saturday right. mornings. So what they're doing here, um, they're, they're, they're sourcing it from the fruit in their home state of Indiana. They do a lambic-style base beer. Mm. And so then a lambic-style, remember, they're not adding yeast. Nope. It's going to be the wild, spontaneously fermented yeast that's in the air. And they call that base beer basis. Now, to that, they added these two fruits, the persimmon and the pawpaw. Uh, they, they, they blended it together. They let it mature over a period of 14 months. And then they dry hopped it with mosaic hops, which is something that's happening very much now in the IPA side, not so Yum. much on the sour side. So the combination here, you're getting notes of tropical fruit, bananas, mangoes, you name it. Has the sourness, has the tartness. I really, really like this. It's great. This came, this particular beer came highly, highly recommended from that bottle shop that I was out out there. And, uh, and and at the time, the guy said this is one of his favorite beers from one of his favorite shops, uh, and that's Upland Sour Ales. So, uh, so Todd, uh, sorry that you're not able to have any, but uh, but Ming is having some. And, and as terms of a sour fan, what do you think? It, it's amazing. Uh, I, I love sours. This one's got the uh, no bitter aftertaste, and uh, the sour hits you immediately. And yeah. it's, uh, again, the word of the day is smooth, everybody. It's smooth. Um, it's smooth, but... For my part, I do get some of that uh, sour, spontaneous funk. So I'm getting the funk, but not on the aftertaste. Not a bad funk. No, not a bad funk. funk. It's a good funk. It's a George Clinton good funk. Oh, right yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Not so, a bad funk like uh, like moldy cheese or something. No, 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 no. no, no. That, that's like going, stank feet. Going on with most feet right yeah. now. So, Thank uh, you. Thank all right, you. good. So listen, we're going to do our parting shots. We are going to start with Mighty Mo Youssef. 
your parting shot. Remember, parting shot, any any topic, anything you want to talk about, anything you want to get off your chest, go ahead. Parting shot, Mo Youssef, go. Well, it's tomorrow. I'd like to wish uh, Ming a very, very happy birthday. Oh, thank you very good much. Oh, yourself. Yeah. Holy crap. The yes. first one to do it. Wow, tomorrow is your day. Yeah, you remember. Thanks. Or Facebook told you. I don't know which, but it doesn't matter. Thank you very much, Mo Youssef. <laughs> You got it. And uh, this week, uh, this weekend, I'll be over at the uh, the stadium cheering on the Chargers as they uh, they're in uh, mini camp right now, getting ready for the season. And so now, is that is that in Irvine, California? Their mini camp? No, it's uh, it's it's in it's near uh, downtown LA, close to the uh, USC uh, 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 campus. Okay. So the mini camp. So they, uh, yeah, they LA drafted their actual stadium that they play in. Very close. Yeah. I love it. Amazing. And that's it. Amazing. Um, all right. Well, and listen. maybe we'll go to Vegas. Listen, listen. <laughs> tell us more. Tell us about that again next time. <laughs> I, I went there, and then I came home. Listen, listen. That was great. My, my tenant, my tenant moved out early. I finally saw my place for the first time ever. I got to spend a couple of nights there. So adding a little context, Mo owns it. a condo yeah. in Vegas. He's owned it for years, never been there. From the day he had it, he's been able to have a tenant there. The tenant moved out, so you were able to spend a weekend in your own condo. Yeah, uh, two, and a, uh, two and a half days. Okay. So well, I got there Friday, and men, left sure. on Sunday. And, uh, yeah. and actually, they built up, um, they built up a, a Park MGM hotel right next door. And from the living room and from the, uh, from the bedroom – Clear, unobstructed view of the new uh, Raider Stadium that's Whoa. being built. Now, don't you see? So it's pretty amazing. That's how you tell a story, my friend. So <laughs> earlier, when we were saying, what did you do this weekend? Here's, that's where you go. But all right, we're going to get you there. Okay. I was trying to get us to uh, an hour and a half. Todd, yeah. Sully Cool Sullivan, with a quick change of the Ross Brewing hat, you went from tasteful to more tasteful. <laughs> go ahead and tell us what's your parting shot, my friend. Well, I just want to commend you, John. As as Mo just uh, alluded to, we had made a pack beforehand. We were going to try and trim the three-hour running time of uh, yep. of tonight's point blank down we to done? an hour and a half. Uh, I think we've just cleared a little over two hours and fifteen minutes. Okay. Uh, we had some suggestions. Work in progress. Work in progress. How to how to tighten things up? You know, maybe maybe top three. We start with the results, and we all commented on it. You instead went the other way where you interjected the people <laughs> into every one of our answers to draw that section out a little bit That's even longer. So, longer. Well done. Uh, well done. And uh, yeah, over I the thought you would appreciate that one hour, in particular. Uh, yeah. I want to hear more about uh, most uh, cool things of the week or whatever you got. No, it was, uh, it was great seeing you guys. Um, Hopefully next Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Under two Dude, hours. we talking about Optimus Prime. Come he, on. He just did the classic Lieutenant Weinberg shot, unnecessary, during <laughs> yeah, a few really. good men, where he didn't do anything to, to earn that. But, oh, uh, I'm going right to the comments. All right. And, 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 uh, and all right, listen, we're going to come to Ming. Ming, your parting shot. Uh, this weekend, I'll be in Stockton, California at Stockton Con. Um, Mike, I need to mention Stockton, California, I believe. Uh, as of 2018, the 10th most dangerous city in America. Oh, wow. However, nice. however, we just got back from Youngstown, Ohio, which is the ninth most dangerous city in America. Yeah, so you got this licked. You're yeah. fine. Yeah, You're we good. got that. Uh, also, um, like to reveal, we have a new shirt here. At we have shirt. two Whoa. new shirts, actually. Whoa. Uh, Mike, if you would hold this up to the camera, here, please. I'll, uh, you got I'll it? show mine. You got one? Even better. Okay. Todd, this looks very similar to a shirt that you have. I love it. Oh, uh, the, um, it is not a shield. It's a target. 
It is a target. It's a with target with the, uh, with the microphone in the middle. First of all, you know, he, we, we assure SM55 uh, SH is just a generic microphone. There you go. On the back, it says podcasters assemble in the cap. Uh, I mean, uh, in a, a easily recognizable <laughs> like font. Together and on the uh, the right sleeve, Mike, if you would. Um, this is where we could get in trouble. Ming Chen is just, just say trying. Just shared yours, uh, podcast studio. If you would, That's uh, a very that. everyday normal font that right, can be that, found. It, that is not an Avengers A. It's an A no, with an arrow A in it. A with an arrow in it. Uh, Ming just wants us other, to get sued. Um, on the other sleeve, it says Excelsior. <laughs> 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 with oh, okay. an exact likeness of Stan no, Lee. But other actually, than that. It actually says, have a pod and a smile. So I, uh, you know, go. Nice. we're well, okay with that. We here at Point hey, Blank definitely good. support you doing any sort of Target-based advertising of right, that fits in with us there. So these will be available online uh, starting tomorrow. Okay, right, so. so people want to buy it, they go yes. to a shareduniverse.com. That's correct, or available in studio as well. And Mo, uh, I do owe you a shirt, uh, XL. Uh, we need to get more printed up, which XL is why it hasn't or shipped yet. XL. XL. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm four workouts into. Uh, okay, all right. Four, 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 hey, listen, XL, I just send out what people order. Right? Not only that, but I also saw Mo drinking some purple shit, so I'm sure that's <laughs> flushing him out. Was that the purple drag? And we will ship that to your Irvine address. Yes, <laughs> number one city. Irvine, the twelfth. <laughs> the most dangerous city in... in, in Mike, your party shot, true. my friend. Your party uh, shot. Gentlemen, thank you. Week in, week out. Um, when we get together, it's it's a blast hanging out and talking to you guys. You. <laughs> you. As, as you. You. You want a fresh one? Uh, Todd, you and me, buddy. We're simpatico. What can I say? Uh, Mo, love you. Ming, happy Ditto. birthday, buddy. Thank you very my much. My business partner, uh, my podcast partner, my hetero life partner, <laughs> Ming Chen. <laughs> Thank happy you. birthday, buddy. And uh, you know what? Um, it, it's Summer's coming to a close and it's pissing me off. So I got to get out. And I, I, haven't, I haven't gone swimming. You got to hit the beach, summer. Mike. <laughs> yeah, dude, once. you really need a tan, dude. I do. Yeah, I know. Like, or, the whitest or guy Or at the very know. least, if you can't hit the beach... Hit the rooftop with uh, you know one of those reflective uh, discs there yeah. and burn and yeah, just sizzle <laughs> like a strip of bacon. Rooftop bacon at sizzling. My favorite Instagram account. Um, <laughs> all right, listen. Here's my parting shot, and it's just a, a very briefly. It's it's the the week from heck that that I had here at the uh, the Carcosa household. So. It you know, starts off, my daughter sprains her ankle, and, you know, this is something that happens, and, you know, she's active, and she's running around, she sprains her ankle. And then, and then, but then, one week ago, we leave this studio. Todd accompanies me back to Casa Coco. We walk in the house, and the lovely Suzanne says, John! I said, yes, my love, it's me, I'm home. She's like, oh, not you. Looking for John Jr. He's been gone for an hour. He's been gone for an hour. It's past his curfew because here in New Jersey, you can only drive up until 11 p.m. if right. you're 17 years old, even with a driver's license. Okay. She's like, and he's not answering my calls. And to make matters worse, he did not take his car. He did not take my crappy old Honda. He took Sue's car, which is the nice car. Okay. And, uh, and he's not supposed to take that car. He took the Lexus. So now he's missing. He's not answering his calls. As I am prone to do, I'm just telling Sue, relax. Be okay. It's okay. Whatever it is, he lost track of time. He'll be home. Don't worry about it. Todd catches an Uber back to the city. This is one week ago. He catches an Uber back to the city. He calls me clandestinely. I take the call away from Sue. And he's like, on my way out of town, I saw some cops. They had somebody pulled over. 
looked a lot like your car, and I looked even more <laughs> like your son. And just to, to, to drive it home, he's wearing a Ross Brewing hat. I said, all right. All right. I think we have That's what I recognized first. I was like, wait a minute. That guy has a Ross Brewing hat on. So I, I get in the car. I drive to this scene here uh, like a maniac, a Branch Avenue, which is where Oceanport Avenue yep. becomes. And I show up, and I, I just spring out of the car. And I guess I don't realize it, but, you know. In some sort of manner that the cops immediately found threatening, they both go to their hip, right. grab their weapon. They're like, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, sorry. Colt Pythons, 357. I said, listen, this is my Python. son. <laughs> this is my car. You know, what's going on? John's got a couple of gals in the back seat. And what as, ha- as he would. And what happened was, I guess he ran something over, and at some period of time later, the tire, but not much later, the tire then exploded, popped, he rode on the rim, damaging the front end of the car and coming to a stop at the curb. Oh. And so, you know, w- once we ascertained that neither John nor the young ladies were injured, that was the most important of thing. Of course. The next most important thing became, let's get him out of here with any tickets. And and the cop's like, I've got you on three tickets. You're driving after 11. You've got two people in the car. That's the other provision. You know, oh, you, right. you, you can only have one. And, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, and leaving the scene of an accident. You know, I'm like, well, I go, what accident? He ran over a pothole that you guys didn't fill. Right. And the cop's like, well, I don't fill potholes. I said, all right. But my point is that's a municipality's mm-hmm. thing, you know. Yeah. And so it, it, it took an hour. I didn't get home last Wednesday till 2 a.m. Wow. Yikes. That was but after a marathon. Uh, after after a marathon right, point blank session. But we were able to get John extricated with no tickets. And just a minimal amount of damage, maybe yeah. in the six to seven thousand dollar range on the oh. vehicle. Oh. So, so, so oh. uh, that's currently being uh, being uh, worked on over at Collex of Shrewsbury. Collex of Shrewsbury—that's where you want to go as a mechanic and a body <laughs> shop. They do a great job. It is right on Newman Street. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, are you listening, Collex? So now, so now it's the next day, right? So now you know I gotta go to work, and I'm all worked up. And now Sue calls me. Oh yeah, by the way, I broke my toe. Oh. Okay, so she's at the beach doing what she does in the summer as a teacher here in Little Silver. She's able to get her summers off with the kids, and they're over at the beach, and then she breaks her toe. And then to top it off, Kara comes, and she and Sue's using the ice packs to, to wrap her pinky toe because when you break a pinky toe, you don't go to a hospital. They're no. not going to give you a cast. No. There's nothing you can do about no. it. So we've got her wrapped in the ice pack. Kara comes stumbling in. She's like, I need the ice packs. She sprained her other ankle. So now you've got Kara with two sprained ankles. You've got Sue with a broken toe. You've got John with a broken car. And I'm just a schmuck that schleps to work every day. All right, guys. I want to thank you very much for tuning in. Another epic, epic point blank. Way more epic than we wanted. It was supposed to be 90 minutes. I think to Todd's point, we're probably going to clock in at two and a half. So uh, so we've got a lot to work on. <laughs> a lot of fat to trim. Well, we're, we're we, we trimmed down. some fat. We, we, we did some. <laughs> a lot of fat to trim. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. We got but, the bends. Uh, but guys, come on down to the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. You can do the same thing here. Or maybe you can even do it better. All right. Thank you very much, Ming, Mike, Mo, and Todd. Always. Thank you to the Point Blank fans, viewers, listeners, and fans again. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.